0: I want to remind everyone to go to hankstrange.com, very important, that's where you're going to find all our links, you know, there's certain links that we can't put in a lot of different places, right, so go to hankstrange.com, find those links, Lola works on uh, throwing up deals and things like that there under Lola's deals, as well as you can find some links there for U.S. Law Shield, you guys can sign up, if you do a annual uh, membership, you save some money, and we get a couple of shekels, going in our direction. I want to send a big uh, thank you out there to Walther Arms for sponsoring the show. You know, we appreciate those guys. Otherwise, we wouldn't be able to keep the lights on and pay for the internet and all that kind of stuff around here. Okay. Before I get into the show here, um, I usually try to do like a movie quote nowadays, right? And I was looking, we're going to talk about night vision tonight. So I was looking for a movie quote that had to do with night vision. And um, maybe I didn't search well enough, but the one that I found comes from Blades of Glory. <laughs> the movie Blades of Glory, <laughs> with Will Farrell and John Hedder. <laughs> and here's the line. The character Chaz says, the night is a very dark time for me. And then Jimmy says to Chaz, it's dark for everyone, moron. And Chaz says, not for Alaskans or dudes with night vision goggles. Boom. There you go. Boom. All right. <laughs> all right. I'm staying solved. Yes, this is going to be a fun show. This is going to be a fun show. I, I think it's going to probably be easy for me because I don't know a lot about Night Vision, so I'm just going to be switching here between all the aficionados and everything. We're going to get all official and explain that to everyone. Let's get into the open. Let's do that now.
1: Welcome back. For the Hank Right guys, situation. don't
0: forget to Lifestyles smash that subscribe button, moment. smash the thumbs ups, ring the bell so you can be notified when we go live to who has a bell. Where's it, where's it? There you go. There's a bell. Boom. All right. The sounds of freedom. We are live. All right. So Don is new. Everyone else knows we got to do jazz hands. Doesn't matter how tough you are. Nope. Everyone has to do. J- oh, well, OK. Kevin Dixie does his version nope. of jazz hands. Oh, there you go. All right, I hope you guys have your big girl panties on. Tonight's going to be a great show. This is episode 791 of the Who Moved My Freedom podcast. I'm your host, Hank Strange. We are talking night vision with Don Edwards of Greenline Tactical. That's who we have right here, this gentleman. Uh, Let's go full screen. Don, welcome to the show. Thank you. Uh, We also, joining him will be Kevin Dixie, who... uh, You know, I mean, Kevin, I I would say Kevin might get Kevin might get a little bit offended by this, but he's definitely a gun snob. I don't care what he says. So I'm
2: a gun snob.
0: Me
3: snob. (laughs) Oh, what? Wait, 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 wait. (laughs) We we will get to ha- you, Kevin Dixie. Or, or single single PVS fourteen or dual
2: tubes? Let's hear how snobbish. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, See, when we get to talk about it, night vision, I'm very not snobbish. Uh, but you okay. call me a gun snob. That's oh, gonna be a yes. whole other conversation, right? Hey, oh yeah,
0: you are. You are. Wow. Gu- yeah, you. I I've seen your guns. Please don't even try it. Don't even try Dude. it. Okay. Also joining us, <laughs> I'm starting early. Also joining us, Babyface P. Who is a, a newly minted aficionado, I guess. Mm, and, mm. Yeah, ba- Patrick is that guy. Patrick is that guy mm. right now, who just got in the game and knows everything. That dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so listen, it's we're, we're gonna talk about this for the whole two hours. Um, let's start off with with Don here. Don, if you could tell the folks, like, who are you? You know, what's your background? Um, you know what did you do before you started Greenline Tactical, etc. Where where are you located? All that kind of good stuff.
4: Etc. Etc. Cetera, et cetera. Okay. Yeah. Um. Thanks for having me on, uh, Hank. I really appreciate it. Good to see you, Ke- uh, Kevin. Nice Welcome. to meet you. Um. Babyface, yeah. whatever your first name is. Yeah, just call him Babyface
0: P. Babyface P. You, or you right, call him Patrick. <laughs> Either
4: one. Oh, or Patrick. Okay. Um. I'm Don Edwards. I'm the owner of Greenline Tactical. Uh, My background, I started out uh, mostly military special operations. I was an Army Ranger, uh, retired from the Special Forces. Um, In the SF, I was a National Guard guy, so I had a a dual career as a trainer in the law enforcement arena and various things like that. So uh, um, firearms and tactics instruction has just been something that has been my thing for a long, long time in uh, various roles. I've been developing... um, tactical style night vision programs for over 10 years now, probably close to 15 years um, with a company that I used to be um, part owner in um, that uh, is is still doing it. Uh, Up until about four years ago, I was the law enforcement sales director and director of training for T N B C Tactical Night Vision. So uh, night vision is not the only thing that I do, but it seems to be I'm one of the few guys that does it as much as I do. Um, That'd be a good way to say it, Kevin, Mm -hmm. you've been...
1: Yeah, the the night
4: vision are- you know, I, I do all the other um, shooting and tactics training stuff that, uh, you know, a lot of guys with my background do. But uh, I'm one of the few guys that's really heavy into the night vision, especially as a trainer. I do some consulting for some companies. TNBC is still one of my clients. B.E. Myers Ooh. manufactures them all and some other um, some other companies that uh, I work with as far as, you know, anybody that needs a hand with something usually. Um, If it's night vision related, I can uh, offer something like that. So I love getting down in and helping with the new product development or, you know, just testing it out and, you know, validating stuff like that. So that's pretty much me. I like to shoot things. I like to shoot things in the dark.
0: Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Okay. All right. Very cool. So, uh, like, I mean, really good pedigree there. And I, I think the person that we need to thank for that is the gun snob himself, Kevin Dixie. Oh man. But
1: so. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're the
4: you're the reason I'm here, right, Kevin? That's what I hear.
2: Well, you know, hey, you know, it's what we do. We we tell other good people about good people and when I got the call, yeah, right. it's like, hey, we want to bring you on and talk about night vision. I'm like, uh, yeah, so let's make another call <laughs> to make sure we can um we can have a well rounded conversation. And so it was um it was like either you or Sam. And I don't think the people are ready for Sam yet. We gotta we gotta yeah, walk actually them in to Sam. right now, but yeah, he's an acquired taste. Oh, yeah. Okay. Who's that? <laughs> we got, Sam's a good dude. Sam's like the really, really nerdy when he likes to get into all the like spectrums and all that kind of crazy mess. Oh, yeah. But I was like, Y'all, you know what? Don's <laughs> Don's uh, Don's really good. And not just because he talks night vision. Uh, you know, as an instructor, I can tell when I'm around a good teacher. You know, I can I can really tell. And I've actually been through his course. And it wasn't just about the fact that, oh, it was night vision. To his credit, he can actually teach. Like, he even had to do, like, a miniature RDS class with red dot systems in it to help people understand how to operate that uh, pistol red dot on their knives. So he had to, like, kind of transfer over to his RDS school real quick and bring it back. So he's not just a night vision guy. He's a great, great, great instructor. So that's why I was like, you know what? I think think the people should know, Don, and I'm glad to see him on here.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, and, and I would encourage you, what, what's going on. I just said I appreciate you, man. Oh okay. And I would encourage everyone, let me see. I let me I press the wrong button. Here's uh, green line Tactical, yeah. all one word. That's on Instagram. You guys go there, check that out, follow him. Um, that would be a great thing to do. We will get into other things here. Uh, Babyface Babyface is going to is like probably as happy as a pig in mud if that's the
3: Listen, I'm going to sit and listen cuz I literally I built my PVS14 2 weeks ago and took it to the mountains and played with it uh literally this afternoon my my team woody bump came in Mm -hmm. um so yeah i'm gonna sit and just soak in whatever i can whatever knowledge
0: yeah listen i'm here i'm really just here to do the switching okay i like the (laughs) idea of night vision i don't have any yet i was looking forward to it to this just because i could hear the conversation and get into it myself so um you know where where do we want to start here don like what's what's the introductory stuff that people should know like what's the first things
4: well, some of the questions that I always hear that the, you know, that, like like I told you before we went live, we could sit here all night long, could we not, Kevin? And just talk about night vision. Um, Kevin knows yeah. my night fighter course. We've got a solid four hours of classroom presentation about this holy jeez. Okay. Oh yeah, and there's still questions. Okay. Um, and and I'll go. I'll answer. I'll stay in the classroom. Until all the questions are answered, because the range mm-hmm. stuff is just money, money,
3: money, bummed. money. Sorry
0: money. about that. That's a super chat came in, <laughs> <laughs> so we got to recognize the super chats. Uh, Armament and Axis says it gave us two bucks. He says a start for Hank's night vision fund. So thanks for that. Yeah. Uh, all right.
3: So you're, you're s- getting
0: there.
3: Yeah. Get ready. Um, yeah. Get ready. So you're so gonna, so wait. go ahead. I was just gonna say when when we play with the PBS fourteen, oh, you will uh, you'll get hooked and. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're going to yeah. want to get into it too. Yeah.
4: So we like to say that being able to see in the dark is, in fact, a superpower.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: Um, and it is a superpower that you can buy. And, uh, you know, the, we jokingly give the example of Tony Stark and Bruce Wayne. Their only mm-hmm. superpower is being rich assholes, right? Mm-hmm. They can <laughs> buy all the gadgets to be, you know, Batman and, and mm-hmm. uh, Iron Man or, mm-hmm. or whatever. So, um, but it costs money to get into the game. And that's always the the big question is, what's it going to cost? You know, what yeah. do I need? You know, how much am I going to have to spend to get into the game? Mm-hmm. And still about right now, I say about five grand is what it costs Ooh. to get into it with a monocular and a decent uh, laser system on a rifle. Assuming that that's you have the gun and all the other stuff that you need to go with. It. Um,
1: and that's, that's with
4: good quality PBS-14 but maybe not a white phosphor, maybe a a standard green, a decent bump helmet of some sort. The mount and the laser is going to add up to right around five-ish. Add another grand if you want unfilmed white phosphor, which is a higher quality, higher spec Uh, type of
0: system. Now, if you want to go dual tube, something like this. Oh, wait, I went to the wrong person. Hold on. Yeah, let's see that.
4: (laughs) Something. Am I holding this the right way? Something like uh-huh. this. These are my DTNVSs on a carbon fiber helmet. This is more of a twelve, ten, ish thousand dollar.
0: Yeah, I can tell that's expensive because I can see blue lights in it already, or some kind of blue reflection. <laughs> well,
4: it's it's a, it's not only is it. I mean, this is the uh, the, the DTNVS, which is kind of kind of the hottest dual tube out there. These days, mm. it's, it's the lightest. Um, well, I used to say commercially available, but the PBS 31s are now available, which are a couple ounces lighter than this. But, mm. uh, and I, I'd have to look on the internet and see what they're costing these days. But, uh, you know, you're looking at seven to $8,000, depending upon the type of um, tube that you have inside of it. And and what company makes that? So that's like- um, the, Well, the that's actual like the housing idea. itself, is made by a company called Acton Black. They're out of Luxembourg,
1: um, okay. Hmm.
4: And uh, but the goggle is assembled and built by TNBC. Um, there are other companies out there, mm-hmm.
1: okay.
4: And, and that's another thing that uh, if you think about, so everybody here probably knows how to build an AR-15, right? And mm-hmm. here's the uh, the analogy that I give: is you could get online and you could buy all the everything you could find on sale and build yourself an AR-15. And you could probably do it with a pair of vice grips and a screwdriver. Uh-huh. And is it gonna work? Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. Is it are you gonna wanna rely on it? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Or you can, you know, have an armor who's highly qualified that has all the right tools with all the right most high spec parts that are in spec and quality, and he can build you a high end rifle that you know is gonna is gonna perform under uh, under harsh conditions. You know, so that's kind of Kind of what you got there is these are built um, mm-hmm. inside. There's a tube, and I don't have one with me that that makes all the magic happen. Those are made in one of two factories. So everybody that makes a goggle has to buy them from either L3 or a company called um, Harris or not Harris. They're called Element Systems now. Um, so then you have a choice of body housing. This is the DTMVS. monocular has the same kind of thing on the inside but it's assembled so it just gets assembled by somebody who knows what they're doing that has all the right tools that can torque everything to spec nitrogen purge it uh, make sure that the, the parts are no spec if that's you know you know what you're looking for is something that is gonna you know you know maintain its quality and and resist the conditions the the, the weather
0: and stuff like that so it's like Wait, hold on here. Why did everyone freeze? Makes this one here
4: particularly. It's a TEC, not exclusive, but uh, they import the housing and then they
3: build the rest.
0: Okay, all right. I think we got a little. That kind of. I know. I hit a lot of different subjects right there in that mm-hmm. one little thing. Right. Um, yeah, I think Kevin. Uh, how I know am I doing? You're doing good. You're doing good. good. I, don't froze, yeah, I don't know if we froze. Yeah, I don't know if we froze there for a second. Let me get this uh, super chat from uh Zach Carr.
3: Money, money, money. He gave us 5 bucks. Money. He says
0: uh, <laughs> $5 on the Hank nods. I think we're just uh, you know, just got like uh, another 10,672 dollars yeah, to, to go. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Uh Patrick, like uh, pa- Kevin, whoever. You guys jump in here. Um yeah, man. Like, it's obviously a really expensive game to get into. Uh do you do you do you think it's best for someone to save up money, do layaway on something, get cheap stuff, take a class? Like what's the um Pat, I'll let you go, a Oh okay,
3: <laughs> go okay. Ahead, for man. me for me, don't uh I always say don't go into debt. Like there's no reason to go into debt. Save your pennies. If there's a place that does layaway, layaway is never a bad thing because you're just paying towards something. You're not, you know, in debt. Um, I just put out a video on how to build a PBS fourteen. These these things are pretty simple. Um, it's not going to be professionally built. It'll be built by you, and you can choose. Like I chose a, a used uh, Anvis nine tube, um, but there are there are ways to get into it. But yeah, definitely don't go into debt over it. That's not that's not worth it. Uh, Save your pennies up and buy. Um, And and I I, from what I have been told, start with a single tube and then move into because eventually you're going to want other stuff. Eventually, I know I'm going to have a a dual tube. It's just yeah, from what I hear, everybody does that. So,
0: yeah. Do you guys agree with that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would definitely Uh,
4: say going into debt is a bad idea. You know, we joke around and we say, don't be poor, but what we really <laughs> mean is being poor is a mindset. Mm-hmm. You know, if your priority is, I want night vision, then save for it. Make other sacrifices mm-hmm. so that you can save that money if it's, that, if it's, in a, if it's a priority to you.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: Um, but yeah, I, I think saving, there are, um, you know, like TVC and some other places have a financing option. And I've, I've talked to customers when I work there that they're like, well, I've got the money right now, but I'd rather not spend it all. I'll go ahead and finance it. If the wait time is going to be three months, anyways, I'll have it paid off by the time I get it. Kind of thing. I'll pay uh, yeah, it off. Yeah, see,
3: I can see that. I can absolutely yeah. see so, that. So, but that for somebody that's got somebody that's got a hundred bucks in the bank and goes, "I want night vision," you, you may need to do yeah. a little saving. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah.
0: If yeah. you got, if you have good credit, I didn't realize you have to wait three months. There's no way. Uh, I well, guess.
4: there there are the lead times. Um, they mm-hmm. fluctuate, but right now lead times are pretty long. Um, for a lot of uh, factory-built type of type of units, because okay. the demand is so high, and the the biggest um, biggest slowdown, I believe, is the in- intensification tubes on the inside. Um, they're just they only makes make them so fast, mm-hmm. um, and the demand is the, ma- the demand on the mm-hmm. consumer market is like it's never
3: been before. Okay. I-, I was going to ask years you have been crazy. Do you have any idea what's driving that? Is it just literally things like this where people see it and go, that's freaking cool, I want it?
4: Yeah, yeah, I think it's also a lot of people, the last few times there's been a scare on you know, people buying guns and stuff. A lot of those guys have all the nice rifles. They've been thinking about getting night vision. Now, instead of panic buying a couple of new ARs, they're getting night vision. They're getting thermal and stuff mm-hmm. yeah, like if that. If we're going to
0: have the purge... <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I will sell hey, some guns and get night vision if we're if we going Pershing Okay, so Kevin, what's your what's your opinion on this? The 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 money thing.
2: Uh, well, when it comes to the finances, hey, I tell people all the time, man, you have to be smart with your finances. I mean, you know, um, this is coming from a guy that has a signature gun that costs two thousand dollars, and I don't push it down people's throat because that's, it's not it's not for everybody, right? Um, we're at different phases in our lives; we have different priorities. Don't try to be so busy being the cool kid that, you know, you're you're actually disappointing your real children because you're trying to impress people on the Internet and your buddies at the range. It's not a smart thing to do. Um, the for me, when you start looking at getting into it, once you've said, OK, I actually do have or I've saved up and I have the financial means to get into it. Um, then you have to start thinking not only about the nods, uh, you have to start thinking about the illuminator that's going to be attached to the weapon system. Then you have to start thinking about what you're going to attach the knot to as far as wearing it on your head. Then you have to understand, like, everything. You know how you go buy a car? Some of this stuff is just, if you break it down real simple, it gets easier for people. You go buy a car. But you know when you buy the vehicle, you're not done. Right. Like you have all these things. You have to pay sales tax. You have to, um, you know, you might want to put some new wheels on a thing. You're going to need to put gas in it immediately. Like you have all these different yeah. services that you're you gonna have need to get to insurance. <laughs> yeah. Insurance. Right. Yeah. You know, all these different things come along with it. So don't mm-hmm. just think, oh, I got three grand saved up and now I'm going to go out and buy the cheapest PBS 14 I can find because I found a buddy. But one he's willing to offload, then you're going to be three grand. You got one monocular sitting at home and it might be a good tube. You got on a good deal. Right, mm-hmm. and now you're going to be like, "Oh yeah, man, I need a a, a mount, dude. Um, the the uh, mount that is my Wilcox mount. That damn thing is 430 bucks. That part right there is 430 bucks. Right, so okay. you, it's not like can that just be three D printed? <laughs> what the hell? That's <laughs> a lot. Okay, sure. <laughs> right, like, okay. See, and, but and you can, got. But when you start, when you when you start thinking about, I'll oh, go ahead. That's Pat. a lot. i uh, I was just yeah. gonna
3: say the funny. The funny thing you'll notice is there. Oh, did we freeze up again? No, you're good. I see you guys. Okay. No, good. Um, it might be on my end. The funny thing you'll notice is there are certain things that are kind of the buy once, cry once that, and that's what I was told. G24 buy once, cry once. Don't yep. go any. Don't go. Just do it. Yep. Just do it. So I did. Let's do. It. Um, so yeah. So, mm-hmm. but but yeah, there are things like that, and but there are also other things you can. Go different ways on some guys buy it seems some guys will go and buy an ach helmet off of ebay for 100 bucks or 150 instead of going you know three four hundred dollars for a nice bump helmet um but yeah no i'm I'm with kevin on it all the way save your pennies and then also get what you want because you're always going to be wanting more you know, you're, you're going to buy it if you if you accept less than what you truly wanted. You're always going to look back and go, "Ah oh, man, I wish I would have just waited a couple more months and bought this or had this or got this, or got this as well. You know, mm-hmm. and then you're going to yeah. buy it eventually and, I mean, and spend right. the money and then you're out. You're out double the money. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah and and I,
2: don't forget. You know, oh, boy, no. I'll
4: say we have another oh. saying just that, uh, you know, good night vision isn't cheap and cheap night vision usually isn't good. You know, and, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of times there's some buyer's remorse when guys try to save a little bit here and there and like, wow, this is really not as good as this other stuff that I could have saved up a couple more months for or something mm-hmm. like that. You know, mm-hmm. if somebody says, Hey, you know, I got this for you for sale, it's a thousand bucks, you know, unless, it, unless you know the history of that thing. And it's like your buddy is getting a divorce and he's trying to hide it from his ex-wife
1: mm-hmm. or something,
4: you know, um, you know, usually a $1,000
0: worth of night vision is not as good as a $1,000 worth of flashlights. Mm, okay. Okay. Kevin, what were you going to, what were you going to uh, say there?
2: Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm what? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. So I'm sorry. Dinner. No. Um, <laughs> the, uh, yeah, the, the, the other part I was going to add to that is, so yeah, you got this 3000 thing, $3,000 thing. Maybe your buddy sold it to you for a great price. You got it sitting at home. Now you have to think about complimenting it. Right. So, now you have to get them out. Now you're going to need to, to go get the helmet or whatever you're going to stick on your head. And then you're going to look at the helmet and be like, well, well, I saw these cool dudes with all this other crap on the top of their head. So then you're going to have to go accessorize the helmet. Right. <laughs> and so that's I, I, going to be that could be helmet came in today. Yeah. <laughs> and now I'm sitting uh, here and I'm like,
3: shit, look at those cool helmets. They got like they got oh, like look contacts at that. on look at the that side. Thing. Yeah, this is yeah, a got cool contacts or or swordons on the side.
0: That's another thing. Yeah, third hold third it up a little uh, higher, don. A little higher. And a little. Okay, go a little bit to the left. Uh, there's
3: there's all sorts of yeah, all the other left. Sorts there you cool go. Shit. There you go. Up yeah, higher up. <laughs> oh, there you go.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so what yeah, all do yeah. you have on there? What's on there?
4: So, everything's kind of gray, but right here this is this is the ear pro or the, you know, the uh, electronic comms stuff. Mm-hmm. So, this is an ops core um, carbon fiber helmet no so point. it's almost as expensive as their uh their ballistic helmets this is the Opscore amps that attach to it and rotate down for your uh basically your ear pro or you plug it into your radio if that's what you do for a living um this is also Opscore product this is their step-in visor um i really like these for eye protection if you're in the wind and stuff like that they work really well uh, they don't hug up against your face and then a counterweight in the back Now, the visor and the amps aren't necessarily something that you must have, but guys ask me all the time, do I need a counterweight? And the answer to that is, if you're buying duels, I say, you definitely want a counterweight. If you have a single tube of PBS 14, then it's nice to have, and you may not use all the weight. Um, Counterweight's one of those things. It seemed counterintuitive to me for years, Why would I put more weight on my head? Mm -hmm. Um, But what it does is it keeps it from pulling forward, that that forward leverage that goes like this all night long. The back of your neck is going to be sore in the morning, right? So it just kind of balances out that teeter-totter on your head like that, and and it works great. I don't notice the extra weight, but what I notice is I don't have the forward pull of the MBGs like I used to
0: okay and that's not so, i'm assuming that's not good for your spine your, your your neck and stuff like that over time i'm sure
4: it's not that's probably why i got a bad neck and a and, and spine because for years i had knew nothing about that stuff <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. kevin what are you showing there is that a weight or a phone
2: I see it's one of it. the counterweights oh okay okay oh. yeah so oh. this is one of them i got i got two in mine now uh i had three and i was just too dang on much so i got two of them but i just wanted to show people and and you okay. literally like it bends, so it bends relatively easy uh, mm-hmm. For the back of the helmet, you know, so you can curve it relatively easy and put it back there. So, how much yeah. weight is that are... right there in your hand? How much weight is that? Like, oh Jesus Christ! I don't know. Don, tagging you in, man. How much is that? <laughs> I don't know
4: what what kind you have there. These ones um, are in the Mohawk. The,
2: um, the, the lead weights. Ah, um, oh God, it's three of these jokers. They're oh, they're yeah. lead. Weight. I
4: imagine usually it's a full pound if you have all of them. Oh. So I don't know. Um, the Mohawk that I use. Has a, a little battery tray built into it, so store some extra batteries, um, which is kind of cool. And then it's got these lead weights that are that are similar to that, but they're they're like like this. Yeah, almost We're like good. wheel no, weights. Okay. You can bend okay. them. Each one of these is a quarter pound, and it comes with four, so it's mm-hmm. kind of customizable. If I was just using a uh, a PVS 14, not as much weight, I might take a couple of these out and just go with uh, about half of that or something.
0: Yeah. but uh, so I don't I don't know, I don't know don't. if this is a rational question or not by the way let me just remind everyone smash those thumbs up like do you should you go for the helmet is the helmet the way to go here like what's the mm. yeah you know, for the most the part yeah
4: okay yeah for the most part yes um, I have one of the an example here of um, this is I think spiritus systems version of of uh, Cry Precision makes one called the Nightcap. Um, there's a few different brands of it. But these things, for the most part, they're great if you're not doing much of anything. But if you're walking around um, out on the range or something like that, they just aren't rigid enough to, uh, to keep it from flopping around on your head. Okay, You know what I mean? So even, I tell guys, even a plastic bump helmet, Opscore makes that. Opscore and Team Wendy both make a real good, um, just a injection molded, you know, that one you got there. Yeah, what's wrong this, with that.
3: Patrick?
0: What's that you got? Uh,
3: this yep. is a Team Windy pump. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Same and what it does this right cost
4: here. these days? About 250
3: $300? Uh, this one is 300 new. They ran, were running a 4th yeah. of July sale, so I got it for 250 something like that.
0: Okay, yeah. Yeah. You know, so What, what does – uh sorry, what does Kevin Same one. This is oh, a Team Windy as well. Oh, okay. One. Yeah, same helmet. Okay. All right, cool. Okay, so that's a good option.
4: Yeah, it definitely is. Not everybody needs a ballistic helmet. Okay. The uh, the benefit to the the carbon fibers and the bump the plastic bumps is uh, they're lighter on your head. Usually they have vent holes cut in them. So like I live in the south, so that's kind of nice when you're out and it's and it's hot and you're sweating and you kind of mm-hmm. keeps your head from getting too uh, yeah. hot. Um,
0: so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, Already was- wearing a lot of gear like this. Even I don't even like having these headsets on on my head. What happens uh, like? you know is this the kind of thing that you're going for if there's a bump in the night are you going for this do you have mm-hmm. the, do you have that helmet next to your bed no what's the
3: i don't know you, but some guys i was going to say, i'll let you guys answer that i i don't think it's as practical for that sort of thing i think white light on a rifle's plenty enough for that yeah. but uh you guys have more experience with it so i I want to hear your opinions mm-hmm. in
4: in my home it wouldn't be if i had a farm or a ranch i lived out in the country then it might be different if if I had um, different situation. But I live in a suburban neighborhood, mm-hmm. so you know there's street lights right outside my my front door and, and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to don the helmet and and, and and all that
0: just for for that. But uh,
4: yeah, um, Kevin, I have, I have plenty of people that also they live out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, that's their thing.
0: Yeah, where I live, it's pitch black out here with you know. Yeah. Yeah um kevin do you have
2: an opinion on that one uh using it for a home defense i think is you know unless because there are always a a variable right you can throw in there so like the guy living out in the ranch or somebody that's a little isolated where it's really really pitch black i think um is probably going to be slim to none you know to be honest with you i think a good a good white light and some skills and some training with with a with adequate and do you just fine um and yeah that's that's it i think but you should have a philosophy behind getting it there is always a America, I want it, and I'm with that, right? (laughs) I'm with that 100,000 percent. But I didn't, I didn't get into it because of my home. I got into it because of what happened outside of my home. I never thought that I would necessarily need night vision through all my training and everything I did. Even when I was working my little, um, my little uh, desk back at the PD, uh, when I got to play with the HRT guys, whenever they would let me come out to the range and hang out with them, they barely even had night vision. Like it was, it was something really like you had to be like the coolest of the cool kids. And then it was only loaned out to you. It's not like you got to take it home. So I didn't really think much of it. And never when I, when I started learning everything I learned about firearms and tactics, night vision was more of a um, watching guys like Don and movies that were made about him. You know what I mean? It's not something that you really saw over here be used to lot, and you saw it in movies, but then um, Ferguson happened. Mm-hmm. And I got a that phone call I got from a police buddy of my mind. was a cop at the time. When I got the call from him saying that his department, he lived in uh, the Ferguson area, but he didn't work there. But everybody in the neighborhood knew he was a cop. And so when he, he called me, I stayed about 10 minutes away. And when he gave me a call saying, I need your help. I got seven dudes outside, four armed with long guns that are telling me they're about to murder me and my entire family because, you know, he's a cop. And I called my department and I called my local PD and they have no cars to send to me. I need your help. And I didn't have night vision at the time. I got everything else. And so me and another buddy of mine it was happening to be over at my house. We bugged out of there real quick and got over to his house and I encountered the guys that he was talking about. I encountered him 35, 40 yards away in a neighboring yard. And you know, it was it was cool to deal with getting from the vehicle to the home. Only thing he had was his department issue Glock 22. That's the only thing he had in that house for defense. So I brought him a 12 gauge shotgun. We had a couple of ARs. I did have my plate carry on. We made it into the home safe. And then about we were in there about 15 minutes later and the lights went out and the dudes were still outside and the lights went out and they were still walking around the house. They were walking around the perimeter. Now, I got three grown men, adults there now that have guns. Really, one of us only had some real training and that was me. Uh, He had minor training that you get from a PD. But come on, we all know what that's about. Um, And then we have, uh, you know, I think seven juveniles in the house and his wife. And so if these dudes start deciding to shoot in this house, it's going to be a bad day. If they decide to come in the house and engage, can I beat them with white light? Did I have white light equipped on my rifle? Yes. But I didn't want them to see where I was at. And if I shine white light outside, I'm like, as soon as they see a light, they're just going to start shooting into this house. I'm like, man, I'm at a kind of a disadvantage. I wish I could see at night. And that's what made me think about night vision. Mm -hmm. That instant. And then the next day I had to go outside once again, because people coming into my neighborhood. And luckily I had to, the, the luxury of streetlights, but had the streetlights went out like they did over there, once again, I would have been at a disadvantage um, because as soon as I illuminate, I got seven dudes. I'm not going to be able to illuminate in quarter of a second, drop seven guys, right? That's not that's not going to be happening. So I was like, man, that would be really good to be able to see at night. And so then that's when I said I need to start bringing that into my repertoire. But that didn't even push me over the edge enough. Paul Gun did. And I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, now I got two valid reasons that I want night vision, so I went out and got into it. So you just really have to think about. What you're getting it for but like i said i will always default to america and i want it and then you got to train with it too like this even me this guy you know you see if i'm sure i'm an instructor i get the privilege of teaching americans how to defend themselves and all those good old things and you know with a rifle and a handgun i think i'm just as good as anybody else with plenty of room to grow however Mm -hmm. when i got night vision first thing i did was ask my buddies that owned a lot of questions a lot of questions and then I said, all right, I had my night vision and two, to three months later after getting it, I was already in Don's class. I did not take this night vision out without taking a training class first.
0: Okay. Okay. So what were, I don't know, Don, if you want to uh, respond to that before before I get into anything?
4: Um, no, I mean, uh, Okay. Kevin shared that with me mm-hmm. um, at, uh, at the class and, uh, um, you know, I, I appreciate you coming to my class, Kevin, and, uh, and, uh, I, I understand that the, the, the gravity, the, mm-hmm. the graveness behind, um, your motivation. So, uh, it, you know, it always means a lot to me. Um, one last thing though, is cause I think there was another question in there about like, should you go into debt, blah, blah, blah. What should you do? Um, there are, you know, greenlinetactical.com. You can take a training course, right? But we have rental equipment. So what a lot of guys will do is they will come take the class before they spend the money so that when they do spend the money, they're getting exactly what they know they want. Uh, we may not be able to issue you out exactly the equipment you're thinking about buying, but uh, a lot of those guys use it as an opportunity to um, learn what they don't know before they go spend all that money. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm I cool mean, with it. You can do it either way. You don't have to come. We only charge like 200 bucks to yeah. rent our gear. Um, right.
1: Not a so, big deal,
4: but that is a, a service that we provide for guys, and a lot of guys do it exactly for that reason. They're like, hey, I'm ready to pull the trigger, but I figured I'd take this class first
1: mm-hmm.
4: instead of, hey, spending all this money and then showing up and let, going, man, I wish I'd have bought this instead of that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I, what is it? Like buy once, cry once kind of a thing. You yep, know? Yeah, exactly. Um, and we, we advise that to people when it comes to guns, right? Folks who are getting into guns. And worried about uh, spending whatever money it is to get your first handgun. Okay, go rent it somewhere. Yeah, well bring what you
4: have, and learn about what you need.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good too. Yeah, Razor JB. Can J&E. I respond to one comment real quick? okay go ahead i always try to engage and read to people when i can so uh appalachian gun runner says correct tactics with a light does not give your position away yes envy is best but with proper tactics white light uh doesn't give your position away this is why we have to be careful when we start giving out information online because mm-hmm. that's absolutely false if okay. i got if you got seven dudes you got to look at the parameters what i discussed if you got seven dudes that are armed with guns. Outside of a, you know, what I don't what we call these things, framed and drywall homes, you know, these little quick build them in 30 day homes. If you have that, if somebody sees anything, a spectacle of light. And if you're pointing a light at somebody, they're going to see either the splash or they're Mm going to see the hot spot. They're going to see one of the two. They're going to see a light somehow, some way. If you have seven untrained dudes that are looking to murder people standing outside, as soon as you engage with one, Everybody is going to dump into that house. That's where tactics come into play at. So the tactical thing to do is not engage. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be fair. As soon as somebody gets lit up, you drop one, six of them open fire. I got seven juveniles in this house. That's called tactics. Sometimes being tactical is knowing when not to engage.
0: Yeah. And I think I think it's it's based on the scenario that you're in. Um, I'm not yeah, sure. Absolutely. I'm not sure where he said that. He might have said that when we were just talking about. Hey, do you need this? If you live out in a farm type of area, and yeah. If something goes bump in the night, and it's most likely some kind of animal, or even if it's one person out there, probably not that big of a deal. But yeah, in your scenario, I wouldn't want to give away anything. Uh, okay, babyface is back with knob creek this for feels, some reason.
3: We're talking about. <laughs> $5,000 worth of equipment, this feels appropriate to me, so this is what I'm
2: going to be doing tonight. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right. Uh, Razor JB yeah, you said – You get a decent white light, man, with a mm-hmm. decent candela on it, mm-hmm. people are going to see it, right? It's, mm-hmm. it's not it's, – it, you know, it's – you You got to think you're dealing with pitch darkness. If somebody shines a light 20 yards to your right in pitch darkness, even if you catch a spill of the candela, you're going to know that that spot in the world – it's lighter than the rest of the spots in the world around me, right? Mm-hmm. And so we have to understand when you're dealing with with people that want to do nothing but cause you harm, they're not they're not fighting back. It's not like it's G.I. Joe versus Cobra. Mm-hmm. These mm-hmm. dudes don't have any kind of formal training. They're just kind of like, Oh, mayhem, let's get it. And that's how you wind up with, you know, innocent people shot and killed. So yeah. I just it's not to pick on him, but I just want to drive yeah. the point home. Everybody, we always discuss about tactics and do this and do that. Sometimes, man, the best tactics, tactic is just when to know when not to engage,
4: period. Yeah, well, yeah and you're, you're absolutely right. The situation is going to dictate your response and, and just about anything. And, you know, yeah. white light is definitely part of the whole night fighter, um, you know, compliment. I don't just wear nods. There's a there's white lights involved in and in all of that stuff, as you know, in, in the class. Mm-hmm. Being able to transition pretty seamlessly from one to the other, and to know when and why, mm-hmm. um, yeah. is, is, is yeah. part of what we teach on the tactical side. Um,
0: yeah, and when it comes to matters of life, you know, I'm not a super tactical guy or anything like that. But when it comes to matters of life and death, I want to cheat as much as possible.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, yeah,
3: I want the edge. if you, no, yeah. Yeah. If you could do it, if, if you ever, want to cheat as much possible, those, have you seen the uh, the um, the videos. A uh, uh, somebody broke into a house. Three three people broke into a house, and a guy meets him with an air fifteen, and then the family whines, bitches, and moans like, "Oh, that was unfair. He had an unfair advantage." Because that mm-hmm. has been said before. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. First yeah. off, fuck you. <laughs> and Second off, yeah, I want that unfair advantage. Yes, absolutely.
0: Yeah, that's what you want. You want to rain hell down once. Once human beings, I think, in the scenario that Kevin was talking about, once human beings decide to go after other human beings for no damn reason, they they forfeit (laughs) their right to survive. That okay? Hey man, you know that's just the way that goes. That's the way that goes. So you're
2: in a fight, you already lost.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, So Razor JB said this. um, He says ninety five percent. Of guys don't have the discipline to research and save let alone the money for NVs. Um, yeah. of course yeah,
4: yeah. it's a very niche um, I say market but it's a very small piece of the pie when it comes mm-hmm. to the overall mm-hmm. you know gun culture gun community
1: mm-hmm.
4: um, it's a real specialized kind of thing and it's, mm-hmm. a, and it's expensive most of the guys that are getting into it in my experience or observation anyways, are the guys that already have a safe full of really nice high-end AR-15s and Mm -hmm. your pistols with the red dots on them and whatnot. So the answer to the question, what's next, is usually night vision and long-distance shooting. Um, Yeah, and I think so. These are guys that have always wanted night vision, so now they're like, hey, I've got all the cool rifles, i got all the knights and noveskis and whatever I want. Yeah. Um, Now let's get some nods.
0: Yeah, for sure. That's, <clears throat> that's what I notice about the gun world. It's steps. You know, you can get into this because you got a high point. And as time goes on, you know, you start upgrading. Now you're a Glock guy. All of a sudden, you know, you're a CZ guy. <laughs> you know, next thing we know, like you said, you're doing long-range shooting. and You're getting five, ten $10,000 rifles. <laughs> yeah. You know? Uh, yeah.
3: A question for Don. Do you... Yeah. Off chance, do you ever do you post any YouTube videos not associated with uh, with uh, your your courses or TNVC? Because I've seen you on TNVC's stuff. Before.
4: Yeah, I have a YouTube channel, and I think I have like 22 followers, and I think there's one video from about 10 years ago on it.
3: Okay, okay different. They're, pretty they're pretty voice my, familiar. pretty much my, my Achilles' heel. There, there's is, a channel is media. Oh, okay. <laughs> There's a channel called Nightwalker, N-I-T-E, uh, and I believe uh-huh. he had mentioned that he'd worked for TNBC. Your voice sounds very familiar to him. I didn't know if that was. you. Oh.
4: but no, there is a Green Line Tactical uh, YouTube channel, but I don't um, use it. <laughs> making video content is uh, is high on my list of priorities, but it's not where I it's, yeah. <laughs> it's where I've fallen down. I'd say over the past several years.
0: No, it's a whole other game. You, you I think you're you're doing fine. John Crump gave us some money here, so money, we'll money, get money, that out. money. Woo.
3: Money. He says, uh
0: he says, KD, didn't you get demonetized yet? I don't know what that's about.
2: So oh, uh, man, yeah, I put up I put up a video and YouTube was like, yeah, no money. Oh they demonized? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I've been mean, demonetized oh, a long time ago. Oh, okay. Yeah, so when I put up when I put up, up that, this, mm-hmm. all the content we're filming this year, which we're actually are pretty busy with a couple of videographers and filming all the content this year, I already know I'm putting it out just to, to bring my spin on educating the American populace. Not looking at making a dime off of it because, well, from YouTube anyway. They're not going to. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. absolutely not. I try, and I called them racist.
0: You no, called YouTube racist? Oh, okay. Yeah, I emailed I them. I said
2: they're racist in an email. Yeah.
0: That
1: didn't help. <laughs> 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 no,
2: it doesn't. I was mean, just, just like, yeah, this is a racist. Because I, at the time, I mean, I was just, you know, trolling them at that point. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's kind of like when I did TikTok. I put one, I literally, I had never seen anything like this before. I posted the TikTok video and I, had, you know, I'm, I'm watching all my buddies that I know have gun channels and are doing well on TikTok. They're like, dude, look, just make sure you say that you're an instructor. Make sure you're out on the range. Everything will be cool. I'm like, all right, great. No problem. I did all those things and I went to TikTok and I hit post and I promise you the screen said, no, thank you. It's like, what? <laughs> and denied <laughs> and, down, and down and no. And so the TikTok won't let me post gun videos either. Oh, damn.
0: Um, there, this there, is, there. Yeah. yeah. This is from Dan Hates You, and I think he's is kind of tongue in cheek. He says, You don't need NVGs, you just need to rack that shotgun. Sounds like <laughs> Joe Biden. Right that sounds there. like <laughs> Joe Biden. <laughs> <laughs> reference. <laughs> <laughs> that,
1: like the president chimed in on that. Yeah.
2: yeah. Um, yeah and then, that, now, now, night vision is great, but now here's the thing, too. And uh, Don did uh, talk about it earlier when he was talking about guys being able mm-hmm. to come and rent stuff before they buy. I'll tell you mm-hmm. something everybody's like the nods and you know what everybody forgets about even mm-hmm. after we talk about the helmet everybody forget about that dang on illuminator and you 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 think now illuminators don't necessarily cost as much as the night vision goggles mm-hmm. but they ain't that ain't no it, cheap and and to it me depends. it depends let's see what it really depends because
3: that right there that in, in yes. his hand right there is stupid expensive what is that um, dog? You know, what
4: expensive. is that That's a mall. That's a mall. From uh, E. Myers. Um, Okay. Well, when you say stupid expensive, not compared to the exact same things from other companies, such as the Uh, LA-5 or the the RAID and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Those are even more. They're $3,500, $4,500. Yeah.
3: Jeez. If you're you're looking for illuminators, because that's my next thing. That's what I don't have yet. And I want to illuminate to – I have an MP5 that I want to illuminate, and I have my uh, 11.5 AR that I want to illuminate. But everybody seems, uh, maybe you guys can can say, uh, this consensus I found on the internet is uh, D-Ball I2 is kind of base level. That's what most people go for at the very minimum. Um, If you want to go up from there trying to find, like I've found that uh, the full power market is so overly priced. Everybody wants full power and not everybody needs it, but man, the prices on full power units is twice or three times what what, uh, non-full power units can go for.
4: Well, and you're getting it on the secondary market because yes. they can't sell it to you, to you new. So um, yes. for everybody yes. who's, who's listening, um, the, the FDA, yes, I said the FDA regulates the lasers. Um, and the reason they do is because originally when they were put um, in charge of oversight for that, it was because they were medical devices.
1: Um,
4: so a class one laser is what they deem to be um eye safe and legal for civilian purchase is got to be one milliwatt or less in power. and they say that that won't you know necessarily cause blindness. It still could because we're looking at duration, intensity and and uh, and, and all that stuff too. Um, so therefore, the class three and three Bravo lasers that are military issue and restricted for government only aren't something that you can you can buy online from a a regular um dealer there are some places you can find them but uh, those guys that are selling them to you're taking a chance um okay but uh so the the class one laser is anemic in comparison but it's definitely not um it's not a, a a game stopper at all in my opinion um most of them that are any good you can see out to easily 100 yards or more um, depending upon what it is like the mall the class one version of the mall i've shot those things beyond 200 and and that's beyond the distance that you could you could guaranteeably um positively identify a threat yeah
0: that's what i was so, i mean that's a question i always ask people when we're talking about these things right uh regardless of what it is What's the distance that you're theoretically fighting at here? That's really yeah. what's important well, for everyone. And what's yours in, yeah. in, in this scenario?
4: Yeah, well, and there are other reasons why someone would want a full power. Um, and most of it has to do with a tactical situation or a tactical scenario. And we went over a lot of this in the class that Kevin was in. To be able to um, push through uh, what we call a photonic barrier, which would be a very dark area that... I can't see what's on the other side or I can't see through uh, a wall of light to see what's on the other side. Uh, You know what I mean? Like, you know how you'll, you'll have um, streetlights and the streetlight is like a curtain of light and I can't see what's going on beyond that. But during a white light scenario, if I've got a really powerful flashlight with lots of candela and lots of lumens, I can punch through that. Well, with night vision, if I have a full power laser and illuminator, then I can push through that and that's where the civilian models the civilian class one stuff tends to fall down the uh, the mall has a really good illuminator that is uh brighter than most and it it, uh, it helps um some of the other ones now are coming out with similar types of stuff but that's where the, the more power really comes into its own um in my opinion is when you're when you're using it for other things besides um shooting the gun right um But I would say I disagree a little bit with what you said there um, about the the, the I2, the D-Ball I2. Um,
1: Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, This is what I want to
4: hear. Yeah, in my opinion, any any laser that you want to spend some money on, unless it's for a specialty type of thing, should have an infrared laser, an infrared illuminator, and a visible laser. And these days, there's no reason not to have all three built into the same unit. The I2 Mm -hmm. will have two emitters. One will be a, a laser and one will be either an illuminator or a visible laser, right? Mm-hmm. And you got to have an illuminator. And what a lot of guys try to do is like, well, I'm going to get this one and then I'm going to get a surefire vampire light because it's infrared. Well, it's not very bright infrared. Um, it's, it's a 50, 50 half IR half white. So it doesn't do a good job at either one, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and now I have two different switches that I have to turn on because I really want my laser, my infrared laser and my illuminator to come on at the same time. So now I got two different devices that I have to switch back and forth from. You can get dedicated infrared flashlights or flashlight heads, ModLight makes a really great one. Um, but still, you're manipulating two different switches for two different devices. And now I gotta have another flashlight for my white light. So
1: mm-hmm.
4: um, having it all in one these days, I, I don't see any good reason not to unless you're, you have a small little PDW type um, gun and it's just not enough room. And um, there are specific, weapon, or specific uh, weapon lasers that are made for those that, that just have like an infrared laser in it or something like that. So, so if you're looking at those, like oh, Kevin was saying, you got to start looking at the, uh, um, at the laser component. You could spend anywhere from about twelve to 1500 all the way up to you know, close to 3000 uh, $3, on even a class one, a good quality class one um, laser setup. But you know, that's, you know, that's the thing. So what Guys want to complain to you? about you why no is experience. this stuff so expensive? Well, it's, it's really not that expensive if you think about it. Um, 20 years so ago, students, 25 years people? ago, a PBS seven, which is the, the single tube in the front um, setup that I hate. Those were $7,500. 25 years ago, $7,500 was a hell of a lot more money than it is oh, now. Oh,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. For that mm-hmm. kind of money, you can
4: get top of the line duels. So, the guys that are whining about how much this stuff costs, you know, they don't know how good it is now. What yeah. you get for the same amount of money is so much more. Um, so, it's like, yeah, it's expensive, but man, so are big old flat screen TVs, and so are machine guns, and so, you know, so are high end rifles and everything
1: else. So, Yo, so it's that, a good that, scope.
0: Nowadays you, know? you can get nice flat screen TVs for 300 bucks, which is ridiculous. Yeah, I, mean, I guess you, I don't, I, you I, can I probably I'd get like a 70 in inch hand. TV or something. Yeah. For three. It's I them secondhand, So I don't even know what that stuff costs. Yeah. I don't but even want to look can at spend them <laughs> as much on a
4: night force scope as you would pay for those people as a, for a PBS 14. Yeah. You know, so, you buy, so, you so we just
1: spend
4: go ahead. I was going to say
3: for new students, for new guys, new guys coming into it. What, what is your bottom? What, what is the laser that you would push somebody to, um,
4: I would say, you know, um, you know, if and, and budget drives the train almost all the time and I get it, you know, so I joke around about the don't be poor thing. But I also understand that, you know, if you could afford it, then then buy the best you can afford. Um, but the, the D-Ball A3 is a pretty decent unit because it has all three of those features in it built into it. The at PLC, which is the civilian uh, powered version of the PEC 15 is a pretty good choice in the, in the about 15, both of them are about $1,500. Um, so they're less than, than the mall. Um, th- those are probably the two non, um, you know, th- those are probably the two up there. A lot of guys still also like the ball D two. Um, the biggest difference on that is it has a much more powerful illuminator side because it's led based. Um, it's just big and bulky, um, because of that. And the downside to infrared LEDs is you can see them with the naked eye. Um, they are they're red, so it's a big red glow that uh, you can see. If you're not, if it's not for social work, um, you know, if this is your coyote and hog, hog rifle, then maybe that's a good, a good choice. But I wouldn't recommend it for you know, for, for life and death tactical team type stuff.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so I don't know. I don't know if there's. I, I see there's a lot of questions here. But I don't know if you guys have questions or if maybe we should jog back a little bit here to the history part of this because I thought that would be like a cool thing to get into since we have Don here. Okay. What's you know, and 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 you're an operator, right? What um, what's the history of uh, night vision? You know, and let's go back I mean, to could, like when did night vision start, and what was the thing? What were people doing before that? Before like when well, you can go
4: all the way back to World War Two when. Mm-hmm we basically kind of stole that uh, technology from the Nazis and they were working on developing what, you know, might've been generation one or even generation one minus. And it it was mounted on, had to be mounted on tanks and it had to have these big old, you know, illuminators to even see anything and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, as I understand it, we kind of, we kind of stole some of that from them after the war.
0: Really? uh, They were
4: trying to develop some of that stuff and then we took it and ran with it. But then as we got into the Vietnam era, you know, you had what what they used to refer to as starlight scopes. Now that's generation one and generation two type stuff that it all works the same under the same principle of amplifying available light. So it takes in the light, whatever's out there, and it turns it, it multiplies it into an image that you can see. And that's the easiest, quickest way I can can say that. and it is optimized to do so um, light that's in the infrared and near-infrared spectrum because that's light that we can't necessarily see with the naked eye, but it also exists at nighttime. So, um, and, and as it just got better and better, we went you know, from Generation 2 to Generation 3, and that's where we are still right now is at Generation 3. We just keep getting better and better and
0: better. Wait, okay. So, So from – wait a second. <laughs> so from the Nazis – going back what is that like 70 years or something right um yeah okay we're at gen we're at gen 3 yeah we're gen 3 um now gen
4: 3 today is way better than it was about 15 or 20 years ago when we switched when we when we went from gen 2 to gen 3 but there's really no generation four and uh i'll back up a little bit so when i was when i was a young army ranger back in the the 80s um late 80s early 90s we had the pbs 7s and uh those the first ones we had were generation 2 and we might have got some generation 3 um quality um tubes inside of them but then when we switched over to the monocular the pbs 14 around 2000 late late 90s um it was definitely generation 3
0: okay so I, I have some I, there was some, I wanted to do a little show and tell because I got this from Walter. Okay. I don't know if our friend Walter but, oh my god, this is too heavy. Hold on. Let me go first of all I'm gonna go full screen so you guys can see this. <laughs> okay, this thing is freaking heavy. So check this out. Does this look familiar or oh, right stuff there's stuff rattling in there? I'm not that old. <laughs> so this big case here has some uh I got this from uh from Walter from Safety Harbor Firearms. And there is like look at this thing that's in there. You know this is scary. Oh, something just fell yeah. on me too. Yeah. This looks like you will definitely get cancer. Yeah. So just by plugging this in. You want to compare in. size? Yeah.
3: Here, come back over here. Yeah. <laughs> this is this is what my PBS 14 fits in. It's a little tiny pelican, yep. and it's about yep. what a hundred thousand times the brightness of that gin. Yeah. I mean.
0: Right. Look. Look at the. <laughs> look at the um Look at the plugs on this thing. This yeah. is like for an iron when I was a kid. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, I mean that's yeah. how far we've come. Yeah, it's so stuff. crazy.
0: And, and this better, is gen- and this lighter. is this is what what gen is this? This is gen uh, I have no idea. I'm not familiar
4: I'm with not that piece of gear, man. Yeah, it's
0: a PNV 57. I
4: don't know. I'll
2: have to yeah, google I think, it later.
0: I think it's Russian or something like that. Someone will let us <laughs> know. Yeah, the case here looks, looks like you know. Rush, There's Russian in here. I think you percent. got radiated,
2: radi, uh, radiation yeah. poison yeah, right got, now just in touching yeah. the damn thing. Yeah, now. I didn't want to open that. I,
0: I have never opened that. I have never opened that. And now I'm That's kind the of scared. Last thing you don't open. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm kind of scared now. Like, oh, why did I open this? It
2: might look strange tomorrow when you
0: wake up. <laughs> I'm telling you. They are
3: they are 1960s Gen 1 technology.
0: Oh, wow. Okay. Did you look that up? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it just looked yeah. Like, okay. It's... Yeah, I'm going to close. I'm going to make sure I close this case down really good yeah. here. Lock all yeah. that radioactivity inside. Yeah. yeah, Lola, if you're I hearing know, me, I know. yeah, Lola, if you're hearing me, come get this away from before you know, uh, oh, so, so so you you Lola. now you're gonna crap gonna- Lola. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: <laughs>
4: so hey, w'e getting any good questions yeah. from anybody out there?
0: Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, good questions. Uh, let's see. I don't know if you guys see any in the chat. I like I the I idea of there. the history stuff. Let me see. Razor JB had a question, but it was all letters, so I'm trying to figure out what he's talking about. Uh, oh, he says n Ngal or Mawl?
3: Ingall versus okay, yeah. Ingall versus mall oh, versus mall. Um, uh, yeah, I haven't some had a chance to play that thing
4: with too, the the that mm-hmm. much. Um, I'm hoping to get my hands on one to to hold it for a while and, and use it. I've only gotten to mess around with it. The the good thing, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm biased towards them all. I was an early adopter of the mall and when it came out it it changed the game and it almost forced everybody's hand to uh in my opinion anyways to to make the the NGAL, which is l3's off newest offering and uh the the raid by wilcox um mm-hmm. so you know the, those two devices have incorporated some of the same um technology that the that the mall has but uh, b e. myers was really you know one of the first to uh to use that that type of stuff um but i know a lot of guys love it so um you know it's it's basically a much smaller version of the uh the la5 uh, so it's much more compact and it also as if i understand it, it has the the vexel um style laser illuminator that the uh, that the mall has and then the raid same thing the raid has a bunch of features that i necessarily i wouldn't necessarily want um built into it but you know somebody in the, in a Special Operations Unit asked for it, so they put it in there.
3: Mm-hmm. What? Um, and, uh, I've not heard the word "vexible" for. What is that?
4: Uh, Vexel is the type of um, it's. It's a different type of laser that uh, diode that uh, until recently was primarily used in the and it probably still is primarily used for uh, for like fiber optic communication type stuff. And mm-hmm. B. Myers figured out how to use it in in this, and it's a much brighter, cleaner. Um, illuminator type. It's okay. they still use the same types of diode for the for the uh, um, laser beam itself for the the uh, aiming laser, but for the illuminator, and that's why the when the mall came out, it blew so many of the others away at first, is just because of the illumination capability of it.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
4: being able to push that light, that infrared light, through everything mm-hmm. um, made a made a big difference. But you know, the the good thing is, competition's out there, and. You know, as soon as somebody makes a better mousetrap, everybody else scrambles to uh, to make a better one than that. So I like competition when it comes to guns and nods and stuff like
0: that. Yeah. Um, the thing buy I, a mall. Buy a
2: mall? Or buy just a mall? Just buy a mall. Oh, you're saying you buy a mall, right? Buy, oh. buy a mall. But buy a mall. I'm just, oh, okay. I, so I have the C1+. plus. <laughs> I bought the b Myers Mall. And yeah. when I was looking at it, I'm like, look, I, I, I think about things. I have a saying, you know, don't buy... Try to buy things. Don't buy things for the day of tomorrow. Buy them for five or 10 years in the future. You want to buy something and invest in something that you could potentially push beyond the boundaries that you think you need it for today. And so when I start looking at just kind of the consumer effort and where you go single or uh, monocular, so binocular or monocular, I'm like, okay, all right. That's one thing I can get a good PBS 14 for this price from a from a buddy that I trust has got some good some good quality ones, or I can go out and buy, you know, some nice 31s that are going to cost me a pretty penny. And then I'm not going to have any money for this, um, this illuminator. And so when I start balancing it out, I'm like, you know what? I need an illuminator because I can, I feel like even though nods cost more, I can still do what I need to do with a single nod, especially if you go get some training, you can still operate pretty well with it, still use it for what you need it for. But if you can't see, if you had a, if you can't, if your illuminator sucks, and you can't operate it, then you it, it's to me, it's it's the, it, it will be the first thing to fail you if you don't spend the quality money. If you get into bottom line, decent level what Don would say, is like, this is where minimum where you just start at, even if it's a single two. OK, cool. And you go to train and you learn how to use it. But if you have a crappy illuminator that you can't see. That's cutting out on you all the time. Batteries are draining real quick. It, it, then you won't be able to see whether you have two tubes or one. It won't matter. You're going to, you don't have the flashlighty thingy on your thingy to make you do the thing. So for me, <laughs> it was kind of like, all right, I'm going to buy, I'm going to buy okay. this damn mall. Because when I kept looking at it, I'm like, now it's, it's, it's pricey. I think I spent 27 and a half on mine. It, 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 wow. It's pricey. What? It, yeah, yeah, it's, it's pricey. Okay. But I'm going spend to that spend that much on, much on this is what I turn it to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. this is when I turned into a child. So I, I got I to, I got to, uh,
4: pistol. Mm-hmm.
2: Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah that you'll on, spend it on the evening. You know, so I went to, I went to Don's class and a um, bunch of dudes were, you know, you tell you know, they get it, they get out, they get the kid out and they're all like, you know, I got this, they're showing off their Steiners and stuff. I'm like, Ooh, I get to show off standing next to you. So I couldn't wait. And I got to like standing there with their Steiners because everybody kept saying, buy a Steiner. That's what you need. You don't need that stupid mall. I'm like okay. And we got there and I had one dude on a line joke. to was like, I'm just not even going to cut my illuminator on anymore. He's like, I'm just going to use yours because <laughs> he could, <laughs> the mall was just that bright like that by them all. If you're going to do it, I'm going to, I'm going to say buy the mall, the mall is just, it's just good, man. And actually testimony to the, the sturdiness of it. So the mall, you can swap the head and make it go from left to right. All right. And um, I actually uh, at train and learn, I let somebody use my gun and the, 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 that gun has some all attached to it and they were pretty rough with it. And when I looked at the gun, I picked it up and I noticed that the mall looked like it was separated and it had been that way for a couple of days, right? Exposed to whatever elements and kind of separated. I'm like, all right, this is going to suck. So immediately in my mind, I'm like, okay, I know this thing's got a warranty on it and I think it's about to have to go back. And then I remembered, I'm like, Oh, you can actually swap this head around on it. So I just grabbed it, cleaned some debris out of it that had got up in there, a little water even got up in there um, cleaned it all out not not a bunch of water we're talking about maybe a drop or two um wiped it out dusted it off snapped it back down and the thing works perfect again so it's just not you know a um, 27 2800 piece of equipment that you can't put through somewhere and tear like that thing actually stood up and it scratched up and beat up but you know what it works and so i feel mm-hmm. like my money was well spent
1: mm-hmm.
4: okay. were you in that class where it was like freezing rain that night the first night out there uh
2: no i don't think i was in that one no, okay, no. I oh, the first went, I oh hold on. yes, yes, I was, nasty. yes, I yeah. was in Camden. Yep. Yeah,
4: that was nasty. Yep. That was nasty.
2: Yeah, and it, that thing stood up. And you know, I and I, you know, I, one thing I gotta say too, if nothing else about night vision, which I'll admit, I didn't even think about. And as soon as Don started talking about it, I'm like, I don't know why I didn't consider that earlier. But when you think night vision, most individuals, if we're being honest with ourselves, don't think night vision and how to incorporate white light it's not even something you really think about you're like i got knives why am i using white light right like so it, now you start thinking about if you're going through a building or something like that and you might have to flip your knot up and get into it but using white light while wearing a knot because even when i watch when you when you when i watch guys do it anytime white light comes into the game uh before i guess all the the auto gating technology got better in the knives immediately they will flip the knot out the way and just run but don was actually even able to show us some tips and tricks where you can use white light while operating under night vision. I thought that was really cool. I had never thought about that before.
0: So that, that brings up for me, one of the movie things. I don't know if you can hold on to that for a second, Patrick. Like when you watch, you know, look, if we look at movies about suppressors, all the suppressors are always quiet. (laughs) They all sound like uh, 22s, you know, even if it's coming out of a, of an AK or something like that. Right. So I know when you look at movies about this kind of stuff, the light, like lights come on and now you're blinded and all that. I mean, is that, is that real? Is that, you know? No. And there's somebody, okay. somebody actually even said something about mm-hmm. armament and axes.
4: Bro, you say use white light when using a nod, it will white out. No, it's, mm-hmm. it's called auto gating. And it, mm-hmm. it is a feature that's built into all generation three night vision that's been made in the last 20 years. Mm-hmm. And, it senses when there's more light than you need, and it will dim. It, it actually regulates how much power it's pulling from the battery, so that it it uh, um, regulates how many photons it turns into electrons and turns into to light. Now, if you shine it right in the, right, like right at it with a you know with a high power surefire, yeah, it might oversaturate and shut, shut it off. Mm-hmm. but uh you know if you shine a white light in my face like that you're probably gonna see fire spitting back at you okay <laughs> you, know, um, you
1: know
4: it's you you know we say we can shut it down i can shut you down just as easily and i don't mean you i mean you can shut a regular eyeball down with white light as well so it doesn't um,
0: mm-hmm.
4: you know it's not like oh you know it's, it's that big of a deal
0: um, okay but, okay uh, what was your what was your uh, question or, or comment there patrick john where are you located Where's your class? Where, oh, uh, where
4: home in, uh, for me is uh, Jacksonville, Florida. But as far as training goes, I travel all over
3: the place. Okay, I may uh, I may be coming to taking a class. I'm in Gainesville, so I'm I not far at all. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, not far um, at all. So I, may be I don't do as much join.
4: here. Um, I'm actually at Ancient City Shooting Range right now in uh, um, Saint Augustine, but uh, okay. uh, we have a we have a Night Fighter class here in December. Um, this is my home range, but I don't do a lot of teaching here. It's just it's where I come and shoot and I'm friends with the owner mm-hmm. And, and, mm-hmm. and do my thing. And I do a couple classes a year um here. But uh yeah, the next next thing that I have going on here is not till the first weekend of December.
0: Um, okay. Good to know. Yeah. Uh, do you yeah. do uh private classes for people and uh if so not a lot, like? just because yeah. I don't have a lot of the free time. Mm-hmm.
1: You know, if
4: if if it was somebody local to me that hit me up and maybe it was during the week or something like that. But uh you no, know, i am this is what I do full time for a living is travel around and, and teach. Okay. so i'm I'm on the road, you know two to three weekends a month, um, yeah, away from home. So
0: what does I'm, a class look like? Um, like what you know, if someone's out there thinking about this, like Kevin said, the best thing to do is take a class. I think it was Kevin that said that. take a class first. Mm-hmm. Um, what does that look like? Was you know paint a picture for the class?
4: Um okay. So we start out in the classroom, actually. And wherever I teach, we have to have some sort of classroom. You know, sorry, guys, but there's PowerPoint. Mm -hmm. We are going to talk about night vision for three to four hours sometimes. I'm going to answer questions until nobody has any more questions, and then we'll go out to the range. So we usually start, depending upon when sunset's going to be and where we're located, usually start about 3 o'clock on a Friday afternoon and do all that stuff as it's getting dark so that we can hit the range at right about dark. And then we'll shoot until about midnight on the first night, um, put a good five or six hours of range time. But what I've seen is everybody's pretty tired at about midnight on night one. So, uh, you know, that, that gets us where we need to be. And then you'll sleep in a little bit Saturday morning and be a lot better off uh, Saturday night on the range. And we'll push it a little bit later and uh, in the wintertime, you know, it gets dark before 5 o'clock. Um, so that's when we we, we kind of call that night fighter season from mm-hmm. the time change in November until it changes back in, in March. But that being said, I got a sold-out class in two weeks up in Colorado. Mm-hmm. So people people want to take night vision classes. And I was like, you guys know it's summer. We're not going to even get shooting until, like, 9 o'clock. And they're like, we don't care. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. You yeah.
0: Know, so. What is a class um, but, uh, cost? What's the, uh, what's the price? Um, of the, class? the, the
4: course itself is 700 mm-hmm. for the two nights and then mm-hmm. rental for the gears is 200.
0: Okay. That's, and what that's we have for money. gears,
4: we have a, we've got a bump helmet. We've got mm-hmm. the, the Wilcox G24 mounts, a set of dual tube goggles and a mall to, uh, okay. as part of our, our kit. That's
1: a, and we that's can, a hell of a rental nine,
4: kit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's probably one of the best rental kits out there. Mm-hmm. Um, Not a lot of guys are able to do that. Um, Thankfully, uh, Sam Houston, my uh, my uh, my partner in crime on this stuff, and I are are pretty well connected, and he also knows how to build the stuff. So we, you know, it may not all be the nicest stuff in the world, but we can horse trade here and there, and people will hit us up because they know, hey, you know, I don't know what to do with this stuff, but I know you guys can make something out of it. So we we've made some good deals and got some stuff at um, some pretty good prices. Mm-hmm. and uh, been able to pretty much do it without a lot of out-of-pocket expenses. So we pass right. that on. I mean, 200 bucks to rent about 10 grand worth of gear yeah. uh, for the weekend mm-hmm. isn't bad. Yeah. And uh, it, it helps it's guys. It's a good to investment,
0: work. I think, to, to find out about that. I think so. Yeah. I mean, that, that's why I
4: said I'm not trying to, to sell it, but I, um, I really believe that, hey, come take the class before you spend the money. And, you know, if, if you're on the fence about anything or you, you got questions –
2: you're going to get your questions answered. Am I right, Kevin?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And don't be afraid to ask them. I mean, I was, oh, yeah. I'll be honest with you, man. The classroom portion was, um, mm-hmm. I think that if people once you, especially if you, or if you're serious about investing or you've already made your investment and you truly like really don't understand how your equipment works, that classroom portion is something I really appreciated because it, it, it they got into the weeds about it. So you were able to even consider, okay, Based off what they've told me now, that's going to help influence my purchase and my investment based on the information and the feedback I'm I'm getting. So the classroom portion to me was invaluable because even when you stepped out to the range, to me, I felt more confident because I actually somewhat understood this thing on top of my head. Now, So I I was actually more confident moving with it, understanding it, uh, adjusting it and things like that because of the classroom portion. So uh, me, hats off. And I said that at the class. I was like, it's good to see that we aren't just going out to the range, just shooting. Oh, you're shooting at night. Great. You're doing all your rifle one drills just at nighttime. And it's all mm-hmm. cool. Like you started off with a four or five hour education about this is how this technology works. This is what you need to know. So by the time we get out to the range, like every press of the trigger to me was a science experiment. Every single one of them. Mm-hmm. Right. To, to calculate yep. on that information that you just learned. So now I can't say enough good stuff about the class. I did not stop talking about it for like a month. <laughs> I think well, I remember when like Kevin got into this <laughs> I remember got, Yeah. I mean yeah I came on here and I talked about it I was yeah. like yo you gotta like this it. because I'm a, I'm a, I like to geek out with stuff though like I just don't I don't know I like the, the science and the nuance and the, the geeky stuff behind because I like to be educated on what I have to a degree mm-hmm. I don't have to be an expert but mm-hmm. I do want to be educated on what I have um, and I think that the way that that class broke down that's what I was looking at I was going through my phone and still looking at all the videos that I oh. have Mm-hmm. From yeah. the class, like I got tons of these. Mm-hmm. I mean, I got tons of these videos uh, and pictures and stuff from the class. I, I had a videographer there. That Don was kind enough to let me bring along, so he was able to capture some content for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's always good to go back and look at it. But you know, you get out there to Don's point, you get out there, and you first thing you do is you sit down in the classroom. That is not eighty percent of our industry in general. Normally, you're just on the range and you go right. Um, so they actually have to sit down and go over things and they passed around an intensifier and explaining all the technology to you and the whys and the, the don'ts and breaking some of the, some of the, um, some of the things down. Like for me, if, if they would not have told me, well, somebody did tell me before, but like even breaking down something as simple as, Hey, um, take the batteries out of it. If they would have reminded me to do that, I would still have the same damn battery in this thing than I had when I showed up right because mm-hmm. as a as a guy that owns a lot of electronics like most of you do we put batteries and stuff and we just use the stuff mm-hmm. nobody thinks about like and it. and for the white lights on my guns and I got some pretty good white lights I don't take the batteries out of those right because I might need to use them at, at, at the drop of a hat well night vision is a little bit different if you're not you know a guy that uses it for work right so just all the stuff they did then getting out to the range um, I know most people do wear down at midnight. Don, I gotta be honest with you, this probably be your first time hearing me say this. I was kind of mad. So I'm like, <laughs> I got plenty of ammo and I wanna keep going. Like, why the hell are we stopping? Um and then getting to the point to where, you know, you're you're starting to push the limits a little bit with things you think are simple. Like if you have me do a box drill in the daytime with a with a gun, I'm gonna be, you know, you put 10 guys out there, I'll I'll give myself middle. I'll float middle. He cut them lights off and was like, yeah, do a box reel. I look like a damn kindergartner picking up a rifle for the first time, trying to figure it out. Right. Because it's something you you would think, oh, you're doing the same thing, but at night, but you start thinking about the way that your mind messes with you. Right. You can't, you, you're not looking down at the ground and watch every single step you're engaging a target. You're doing it at night. You're trying to learn how to use the the night vision itself, how to incorporate the white light with the eye. You have to transition between different light functions. So it's, it's not as easy as people think it is, but it's also not as hard if you really get out there and work at it. So that that class opened my eyes up to a lot. And I'm gonna tell you one thing: it, it absolutely showed me though, is that I can shoot whether the lights are on or off. Because I was rocking them targets. I was taking more okay. pictures of them targets, like a, a girl at the mall getting her first <laughs> makeup job done on her face. Like I was taking all the pictures. But it was a, it was a good learning experience because it it showed you how to incorporate it. I thought originally, like you know what, how how difficult. Can it be if I can see, right in the day or a night? If I can see, then I should just be able to shoot the gun, right? It shouldn't be a, a a big deal. But then when you start looking at your your technology, which is another reason why I went with the mall. When I was looking at the, the the um you know the the Pecs and some of the Steiners, it was too many switches and buttons and gizmos. I'm like, man, I'm not gonna remember all how to use all that stuff. Like, I'm not going to have time for all that. I need something that's simple, uh, very easy to operate, straightforward. And then when you start even thinking about, like, having them all, it's a great great illuminator, but you still need to understand how to switch it to what mode, how to do it when, when you need what mode. How do you do that on the move? The right cognition really starts to play a part of all that. So it's not just as easy as moving and shooting. It's like, oh, shooting at night requires adjustments, right? Don, them teaching us about light pollution, Ambient be enlightened because if you would have told me night vision, I'm like the darker the better, and that wasn't true. Moonlight is a big advantage to you, right? But it, somebody that's never really played with night vision would be like, yeah. The whole point is, it's night, it's dark. Duh, give me all the darkness, put the thing on, and I'm good to go. You can't see, I can see. Uh, but that wasn't that wasn't the case, right? So all that all that information and education, getting down to some of the the simple things that you would think people know that they don't know, and they they aren't open to admit to. Don them knocked about ninety percent of that out within the first four hours, and then when you got out to the range, it was just challenging what you thought you knew. And I, I think everybody, even some guys that have been through it more than once, uh, came back and they still were humbled by the experience because it is, it is it's different, man. But you should do it; it's fun as hell.
0: Yeah,
4: um, yeah. yeah. There at, were several guys in that class that had been in previous uh, Night Fighter classes, and I and I tell people this all the time, and and just so everybody knows, there are prerequisites to you know that you need to have before you take this course. I leave it up to the individual. I'm not going to, you know, call up whoever you say you trained with, but you need to have taken a some sort of tactical style carbine course from somebody reputable. I mean, if I've never heard of them, you know, I might, you know, but it, it's up to you because I'm not there to teach you how to run that gun. And even though we're shooting guns, it's not a shooting course in my opinion. It's a night vision course where we use the shooting of the guns to learn about the night vision and the and all the peripheral equipment that goes with it so um you know that i'm not gonna i can't teach you in the middle of the night at 11:30 on a friday night how to shoot your ar-15 if you've never heard somebody say ready up on a damn firing line then you should go train with somebody or me or whoever and and learn how a course like that goes before you do it under night vision because i have yeah. guys all the time well you know i shoot a lot and i do this or i go with my buddies or i shoot three gun i'm like yeah almost every time i've let somebody in they've been over their head because they're not as good as they thought they were because they've never been in a class environment and this is your carbine course on steroids with a light switch turned off yeah. so um and, and it's know, not i don't, I don't have, think
0: i don't think that's a bad thing i think that um you know It's important to let people know there's steps and levels and stuff like that. Not in a bad way that, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Even with safety, man.
2: Imagine how sloppy. If he didn't have those kind of requirements or prereqs set in place, imagine how sloppy somebody. Imagine, okay, everybody out here has been to a range. One way, one shape, form, or fashion, or the other. mm -hmm. Imagine how careless people are. Even the people that tell you, like, oh, I've been shooting since I was, you know, in diapers. You know, and they're careless with their muzzle discipline, right? Mm -hmm. So imagine that person at night and you can't see the muzzle. Mm -hmm. Right, it's it's,
3: it's honestly (laughs) terrifying.
2: Yeah, it's an
0: easy way to get hurt. I mean, yeah, yeah.
2: So, yeah, uh, I mean, we don't normally
1: have any
4: shoes out there. But uh, one of the biggest things that I see is those guys that bite off more than they can chew. um, They're not, they're not getting what they could have gotten out of the course. Yeah, you know, they're they're struggling to do the stuff that they should have been proficient doing during the daytime. And they're, they're, they're not able to pay attention to what I'm saying um, because, like I said, you know, we spend all that time in the classroom. And then outside on the range, we do practical exercises to illustrate all, almost everything we've discussed in the classroom. So I may have you doing what you're used to as some sort of ready-up drill that you've done over and over again. But my focus, the skill that I want you to do or that I want you concentrating on is different. It's you know your laser offset versus your height over bore. It's doing different various things. That uh, um, so so my my end result is or the, the teaching point. That's the word I'm looking for. Is is not exactly the same. So if you don't know how to do ready ups and if you don't know how to reload your your rifle during the daytime without looking at the magazine, let me get let me tell you there it's going to be a little bit more challenging when it's dark and your ability your your tool that you have that. Um, helps you see in the dark is focused out there, not in that's here. So true. everything in here is blurry. So looking at that magwell does you no good, right? Little things like that you have to be able to do. And and a lot of guys, that's the first time they've ever done it. But if they're not, you're not proficient. A uh, gun handler in the daytime, you're going to struggle more, and you're going to be more worried about those things than you are what I'm saying. And and that's that's the reason, the biggest reason for the prerequisite is yeah, is I don't want guys to go there and be like, man, I should have. You know, I wasn't ready for this Mm -hmm. because you just spent 700 to a thousand bucks, not counting ammo and travel and all that stuff. And uh, I want people to get the most out of it.
0: Yeah. If you haven't done that kind of stuff, there's nothing wrong with spending that same money and getting a couple of courses in before you do it. Take baby steps. There's nothing, there's nothing wrong with that in this. You don't have to, um, but uh, there are plenty
4: of guys out there that buy the night vision and immediately want to take a night fighter course. And, uh, you know, thankfully, some of them they read the prereqs and they send me emails and they, you know, ask. And uh, you know, ultimately, I leave it up to them. You know, I explain why and, and what's going to be expected of them. And uh, you know, I'm not going to call up Pat McNamara and say, "Was this guy any good in your class?"
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't fake your credentials though, because it's going to come out.
4: Yeah, you know, I mean, it, it's it's on the individual to show up ready to train.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, so Razor JB has a good question. I think Razor JB and Night Train. Yeah, we got some good questions. Uh, he says, "If you see any, man, uh, feel free to let me know." Razor JB says, "What do you think's next in night vision?" And Night Train is also along those lines, asking, "Do you think the next generation of night vision will incorporate yeah. some of the art of, uh, some artificial intelligence?"
3: Can, uh, so so along yeah. along those lines? Uh, before to, to tie into all that, yeah, uh, talk talk E Cody as well, and tell me what you think of that.
1: Yeah.
4: Yeah, so, so fusion is what he's talking about. And that's the mm-hmm. fusion of thermal and night vision. And I don't have the E-Cody with me, um, but the E-Cody is this thing about the size of a Surefire flashlight, you know, um, that clips on. It's smaller than that, but it's bigger than a big lighter. And it clips onto your MVGs right here. And it's called a Cody, Clip-On Thermal Imager. And it has a, has a thermal sensor in it and it overlays that thermal image into the lens. Um, therefore, you have both night vision and thermal fused together in your, in your vision. That's where the military is um, going with their purchases these days. Um, for years and years, we were hearing digital's where they wanna go, don't worry about trying to develop Gen 4, figure out digital. Well, we still don't really have a viable option in the digital night vision, um, which is basically low light cameras and infrared cameras um, we don't have anything right now yeah but we don't have anything that's oh is that a picture from, from the Yeah hold it up yeah. a little
0: yeah there you go
2: you're good yeah so paper
4: up it
0: mm-hmm.
2: Yeah
4: that's a you took
2: that at the class uh, no 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 this is off in Okay mm-hmm.
4: okay mm-hmm. Um, yeah I probably have some pictures too somewhere um, mm-hmm. about that but uh, that's that's uh, fusion which is uh, pretty much what the, the military's starting to buy now. And they're going with dual tubes. So infantry soldiers are starting to transition slowly but surely from PBS 14 binoculars to some sort of binocular night vision.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: Just giving them uh, the ability to see better and process information. The, the biggest advantage going from a single tube to a double tube is is information processing. Um, you don't necessarily have better depth perception because, well, you do because your brain is seeing with both eyes. So your brain is processing information the way it does during the daytime. So right now we're looking at each other. We're looking at the screen and I see things and my brain is used to seeing what both of my eyes are, are giving it for input. If I close one eye, I'm restricted, right? Mm -hmm. I can't, can't see as much. My brain doesn't, my brain's getting 50% of the images, um, that's not exactly the same because with a monocular during the nighttime, if there's any ambient light, yes, I can see what's going on with the other eye. But anybody who's gone from a monocular to a binocular style of night vision probably doesn't want to go back. Um, I was one of those people that was, you know, a proponent of sticking with monoculars until I started getting issues binoculars and running around and now, um, you know, I, I get it, I understand, and uh, I'm not, not going to go back. I'm not going to get rid of my 14 because these things are are awesome. I call them the Glock 19 or the AK-47 of the night vision world. Man.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: They're just so useful that uh, if, if you buy this to start out with and then he's like, I'm going to sell it when I'm ready to buy my duels, you won't want to sell it. You'll want to keep it. They're just so handy to have.
0: Okay. Okay.
4: I don't remember where we're going with that
0: So yeah, digital we're looking, we're looking was kind at the future yeah.
4: mm-hmm. um, they're also working on some augmented reality type stuff which is still your night vision and thermal fusion with um, now I can see where other people are and I'm getting other kinds of information and input and we're sending messages to each other from iPods or um, you know iPads and stuff like that on the battlefield in real time sending messages, um, showing you what I'm seeing, things like that those are the kind of systems that are being worked on right now, but it's still um, incorporating this, what we call analog
3: night vision technology. Mm-hmm. That's okay. that's kind of the craziest thing is the technology that we're using for night vision. <clears throat> it's straight out of 1920, 1930, and then developed as a night vision thing in the 1940s, yeah. 30s and 40s. It's, there's nothing new about it. Uh, we make improvements, and we've kind of hit yeah. a wall as far as I can tell with how much, you can squeeze out of a out of a tube, um, but yeah, yeah. But you it, know what? It, I've been
4: saying exactly that for ten years, and every year it gets a little bit better. So, but it, you're right. It, it, you know.
3: Generational jumps seemed like a really big deal, but yeah, we've just been eking out little by little by little more performance. Yeah, um, from from what I've seen.
4: Yeah. yeah, the well, performance mm-hmm. levels of today's um, intensification tubes blow away the same tubes from ten years ago.
3: It's amazing because yeah, they're all still considered Gen three tubes or whatever. But looking right. at pictures of of guys going in and using them back in the mid two thousands to what I have for two grand, what I have sitting on my desk right now, it's just mind blowing.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So Kevin. what, <laughs> Kevin's getting suited up right now. I, d-
3: Kevin, don't make <laughs> me. I'll do it too. <laughs> so
4: hey, one of the other questions that I've seen pop up a couple times was, uh-huh. or, or in comments, was about like. Night vision is fine, unless you know, and lasers are good, unless your opponent has night vision as well. Mm-hmm. And then, mm-hmm. you know, near, coupled it, with near, that, I've heard guys pier? talk about using lasers versus mm-hmm. using passive uh, mm-hmm. aiming, and uh, um, and that's exactly the issue that we're starting to see in in some of the stuff that's been going on overseas, where guys are uh, encountering what we refer to as the near peer mm-hmm. um, fight, where we have opponents that could could potentially have night vision as well so what do we do did
3: did you guys hear recently did you guys just see the uh what was the air force base in uh in afghanistan we just completely pulled out of one night left the the a&a yeah Yeah, left the a&a there with a bunch of pretty good equipment and then like two days later the a&a went oh we're gonna go to the other side and gave all this shit over to the enemy everything they had
0: yeah unbelievable not surprised. I mean, what did you think was <laughs> going to happen? Yeah, exactly. exactly. I know. <laughs> what happens in a vacuum? <laughs> there,
3: there were pictures yeah, of Taliban. It's amazing how the Taliban has Twitter, and they've not been kicked off Twitter, but every conservative has <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> Taliban the Twitter went live safe, today with pictures of, pictures of rifles, all the stuff that the ANA had given over to them, and mm-hmm. there's kit that they had gotten that I would drool over. They had full-power pecs. They had... Um, top quality optics on M16s, like all sorts of good shit that they just handed over. Just, oh, here you go. Yep. Yeah.
2: yeah. So now, you, um, you brought up something good in class and I know you were, you were starting to get on a the road there about it but you brought up something good in class that I, I think that um, people um, should think about. Not only your enemy, which I know is a whole conversation you can have. I'm not you know, the guy to talk about that. I but you brought up company. something about sheep. Home surveillance cameras that I found very interesting mm-hmm. about how your 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 IR can be picked up on cheap like home cameras and uh, things that are yeah could you could you walk through that again because I thought that was really really interesting
4: yeah so if you remember there was uh, some slides of that light and we were talking about photonic barriers it um, was blocking you from being able to see me and then we used the laser and the illuminator to punch through that um, and that's actually right up here at the, at the office where I am now at ancient city. And it's just the, the led, um, the IR led that's on the security camera that's that's there. Um, and that's what these night, you know, low light cameras, basically, they're a digital camera that sees in that sees really low light and but it needs some sort of illumination and you use IR light or something near IR and, uh, it sees it really well. Um, and they'll also they also can pick up you know you, you buy your your ring cameras and stuff like that the security systems they're night and low light cameras they can see and they're they're going to pick up that IR or any light source
1: um,
4: like your 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 iPhone camera if you uh, turn that on you can see an infrared LED light just walk through your house and see what what you can see through that that you can't see normally
1: mm-hmm. um,
4: so yeah. And that's why we talk about, you know, if you do need to disable it, you can hit it with some high energy infrared, not disable it, but you can white it out um, for the time being. Anyways, you're not going to damage it necessarily. Um,
2: OK, does that I answer, that pretty- uh, what
4: you're talking about, Kev?
2: Yeah, yeah, because I thought that was pretty interesting, right, because you're like. Oh, you know, people think in night vision. I, I'm not going to give away the class because you cover that in class too. But they need to sign oh, yeah. up. I to mean, class it's to get hard to talk about here, and
4: we got like a few minutes. It's hard mm-hmm. to do anything but talk about the wave tops.
2: Right. Or anything. Oh. Yeah, and we don't have
0: the slides, and we don't have the equipment, and everything. Yeah. Oh man, it,
2: it, it is. It was. It was. It was very interesting. And you almost you have to take the class to get the experience. But when you talk about you know night vision, you think that nobody can see you, and then you start learning about the ways they can absolutely see you. It's like, oh. Huh. Okay, didn't think that. Right. (laughs) You're just just thinking it's hard to see, even understanding. I I don't know. It's it's good to go learn. You should absolutely take the class. It was a lot of information, but most people would think, let's just be honest, they would think if I have night vision, then yes, because I do have this superpower that nobody else has this superpower. Nobody else can combat me. I'm, you know, I'm invincible. And I think that the class exposed like you have an advantage. But once again, if you don't train and use your advantage, it becomes a disadvantage. Mm
1: hmm.
4: Well, you have to understand the strengths and limitations of all of that. And that's the reason we talk about the light spectrum in the class and we do all that stuff is is education. You know, it's the same thing that I feel that somebody who would say, I want to be a really good rifleman. Well, in my opinion, a, a rifleman, if you're going to give yourself that title, you need to understand how that rifle works as much as you can about it, as much as you can understand about ballistics, you know, and, and all of that stuff so that, you understand how that tool works and how you can best employ it um, and across um, a wide range of situations. And it's, it's very similar with night vision. It's even more technical. The more you know about how it works, the the more you understand why it's not doing what you need at this point in time. And maybe you know what type of peripheral equipment that you need to employ, such as IR illumination or switch to white light, or we need thermal for this or something like that. All that stuff, and and leading right into that, you know, um, that near peer issue with somebody else can see my lasers. I'm not the only one with that on there. Um, <laughs> that, you know, the, there's a, a trend thing. nowadays with putting taller mounts on the rifles on the ARs, and uh, one of the driving forces behind that is shooting what we call passive shooting with uh, night vision goggles. So, um, and we go through it all, and and you know, I could. This is another thing I spent a half an hour talking about that I can't pick up a rifle here and, and and show you show guys. But in the past, it was really difficult to do because we always had these low mounts. We wanted this one third co-witness. And especially when the average guy only had a PBS 14, it was really hard to line all that up and see that, you know, that dot. And then as we started getting more, um, when we started getting dual tube binocular style, it got a little bit easier because I only I had two. Two, two goggles that I um, could line up behind that. And then we started to realize, okay, if I have a bigger lens, like, a, like an Aimpoint Pro or Comp M4 or an EOTech, it's easier to pick up. And then all of a sudden, hey, if I put a riser under that thing, if I get it up a little bit taller, I don't have to try to get a cheek weld. I can do this and see straight at my dot. So it started getting easier and easier and easier to do. And at about the same time, we started to realize, hey, look, we're not the only ones that can see in the dark, so this is something we need to learn how to do. And then good you know, good for us, the industry listened, and some companies started making accessory mounts for the optics that uh, that helped mm-hmm. us be able to do that. So, um, so it, it's, it's another thing where it's like, when do I turn on the laser? When do I not turn on the laser? Um, now having those options to, to not have to do that
3: is uh, available. Uh, so so I was watching a video the other day of um, uh, night, night fighting with the uh, invasion of Iraq, and every single dude just had full power laser, constant on, lightsabers yeah. just waving around the sky. Are we pretty much moving away from that at this point? Like you're not – most guys, you're not supposed to just have that on 24-7 yeah. waving it around, um,
4: right? You no, know, the unfortunate thing is generally speaking in the military across the board, there is no training. There's no formal training um, when it comes to this stuff. So guys didn't know what they didn't know. Um, some lessons were learned the hard way, and guys are figuring out, hey, I don't want to leave this thing on all the time and, and do that. Um, your, your more proficient guys are in your more specialized units, your ranger battalions, and, and, and places like that where you know they understand you know what, what they needed. And, and they've got their own internal formal training. But classes like my night fighter class don't exist in the regular Army. Mm. Um, hmm. It's just mostly yeah. trial and error here it i is mean, me I, would, I
0: would say I would have thought that um at some point they would have done training like against each other in teams, and they would have seen that that's what they're doing, and someone would be using it yeah
4: them. and and but okay. it's all trial and error learning mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. yeah. um, and it depends on how much they how much effort they put into that type of training um,
0: mm-hmm.
4: and, some, and and that varies varies from place to place.
0: Yeah, someone asked this question here. Bob Hartman says, "How good is night vision? Is a night vision scope when uh, a tripwire flare goes off? Is that a is that a thing?"
4: Um, yeah, I mean, I, I imagine he's talking about night vision in general, but mm-hmm. it's just like somebody turning on a light. That's what the auto gating does. It protects you from that. Mm-hmm. Uh, just like with your own eyes, your eyeball, you're not going to stare at it.
1: Mm-hmm. Right? You're
4: going to look away, um,
1: mm-hmm. and then
4: it has plenty of ambient light. So, as as Kevin said. Mm-hmm. The more light you have, the more you can see. The night vision goggle processes available light. So, if a trip flare or somebody turns on a light over there or something, that will illuminate other places. That's that's throwing light everywhere. Mm-hmm. Even so the places that hey, it didn't really light that up too much, well under my nods, I can see a hell of a lot more over here mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. of this light over there. I'm not going to stare at a burning magnesium flare, <sighs> With my even with my naked eye, let alone my night vision goggles, but mm-hmm. it it can help. Um, could it cause some uh, what we call um, micro channel plate oversaturation, where it leaves some streaks in there? Uh, yeah, it could. But usually that stuff goes away. If you stare at it, you could you could damage your your night vision. It's not like it's, it's you know completely bombproof or bulletproof. Um, you need to understand that if you stare at something that bright, you could cause a burn spot in it. Um, You know, usually it's focused light. Um, The ones that I've seen that have the most damage to them was usually caused by a laser because it's focused and and intense.
0: Okay. Uh, Did you want to ask a question there, Patrick? No, no, I'm just listening.
3: Um, People, I don't, I think, don't think a lot of guys that don't own night vision. um, And and remember, I've only had night vision for a, a month now. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, auto gating is a thing. Auto gating is there. Yeah. It's a it's a it's a feature, um, and turning your tube down automatically is what helps when you have situations like that where the lights turn on. Now, the the yeah. old scene from um, Silence of the Lambs uh, it doesn't mm-hmm. work like that anymore with auto gating really. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but that technology didn't come around until, what, the early 90s? PBS 7s were the first, like, true Gen 3s with updating yeah, something?
4: but like the it. early 90s was, you know, 30 years ago. 25 90s. years ago. Yeah. <laughs> See,
3: so. You know what's funny? Well, Why okay, are you being I'm logical?
1: Gonna go
3: on, I'm going to go off on a slight tangent here. Is For whatever reason, my wife and I, we're millennials. I'm 32, so... Everything for me is going from the year 2000 back, and I don't know why, but that's how my... 1980, to me, is like 20 years ago. For whatever reason, my brain is like, oh, 1980, that's like 20 years ago, even though it's like, 40-something years ago? Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah I, I, my brain always wants to do that from the year 2000. I don't know why. It's
0: mm-hmm. yeah. a long time, and a lot of things have changed. Before we get off yeah. the subject of, <laughs> of the future stuff here, what would you guys like to see? What, um, you know, if you could... As, as someone who understands this, especially Don, right? You understand this, you've used this, you've used this to, uh, to fight and everything. If, if you could just draw a picture of what you want the technology to look like, what would you want it to look like?
4: Um, I'm a big fan of the Fusion stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, uh, I would like to not have to clip on something. And, and we have fusion systems that are, that are all encompassing in, in one unit, but they're, they're really heavy and bulky. I'd like to, I'd like to have it all inside something like this mm. um, eventually and not have to have an add on piece. Um, and I, and I think we're getting there. Everything seems to be getting smaller and lighter and the thermal sensors are starting to get smaller and lighter. Um, that's what I'd like to see. The stuff that we're, we're playing around with the augmented reality stuff. Um, Once it becomes a thing, I'd like to see it get small enough that it's it's really user friendly, because right now some of that stuff is is uh, still a little bit cumbersome, but it's getting better and better. I mean, we're talking about basically dudes having an iPad right here on their on their chest, and it's just communicating through their radio to other dudes around them. And they're just they can drop a pin. I'm right here. And then they can see, look, see, I'm looking at that doorway. That's where I want you to go. You know, they, that's that's where they're going with this stuff.
0: Hmm. Okay, uh, it's
1: really cool.
0: How soon before I could just put on a, a pair of glasses and, a, you know, uh, that's that too, that's I don't too know. much, right? Yeah. Too much. Yeah, I mean, there.
4: You know, some of us have kind of played around in theory with the idea of, you know, like a low light camera built into a small helmet,
1: mm-hmm. like
4: a hockey helmet or something like that. But I gotta think if. If it was really viable, that somebody with a bigger brain than mine and
3: a lot more money would have probably made it already.
1: Mm.
4: But uh, yeah.
3: Digital. You know, like I said, it, digital is where it's going to have to go. If you want something like that to exist, it has to move into the digital realm. It can't be yeah. the analog realm. Mm-hmm. And for whatever reason, mm. I, I guess the analog works so well at this point that money hasn't been dumped into digital like it has for analog tubes. So. Technology hasn't progressed like it has for analog, but yeah, if you if I do think if digital moved along far enough, you could potentially have cool shit like that. So not
0: so not even so in the military, the you know let's say that um, I don't know whether or not you know this right, but usually you have like the top secret stuff the guys are working on. They're nowhere close to that. It's just still pretty close to what to what we are hey, uh, talking about you, right you now. You said
3: right? the operative word there, <laughs> top secret. I know, I'm just <laughs> saying.
0: Uh, uh, obviously, <laughs> you know, obviously that's a that's a that's a tough thing to talk about, but I would expect that someone's pouring money into that to get the advantage. Especially if everyone's going to have it, right? This the advantage is always tech.
4: Right. We're I mean, we're always trying to um, stay ahead of our opponents.
1: Mm-hmm. And
4: you know, we won the space race mainly by outspending Mm-hmm. the, the so exactly. um, mm-hmm. so you know i gotta know or got to believe that you know yes um i'm just not 100 certain what the main focus is these days i was pretty sure for years that they were because the government the military was saying hey digitals where we want you to go so that's where industry was was pushing money and, and stuff like this. this is what they're going to want to buy from us we got to figure this out and then I guess either it took them too long, or they went and said, you know, it ain't gonna happen anytime soon, or whatever. So, but here we have this thermal fusion stuff, and uh, so I think that that now that is is the hot ticket. Um, mm-hmm. And then going from single monocular to, to binocular,
0: mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's. I mean, and what are the? So I don't know how much they look at this when they're developing it. That they look at the uh, the animals that are out there, right? There's a lot of nocturnal animals i mean you know they're little tiny things if those little creatures can be able to see at night they don't have a they don't have any kind of tech i know they've got their eyeballs and brains
3: it, i mean yeah. well i mean if you think about it that's what the analog technology kind of is it's a wide open iris which is mm-hmm. like a like a animal eye mm-hmm. um, and the the problems that come along with that depth of field Uh, You know, all the issues that come along with that analog technology from an animal, it's the same Mm -hmm. stuff that we have in these tubes here. It's very Mm -hmm. similar.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Kevin's real quiet on this. What are you up Hmm? to,
2: Kevin? Are you fighting with someone (laughs) on the internet already? No, I don't fight with people on the internet. They always lose when they try to fight. No, I'm – I am. Yeah. I was uh, I was looking at the notch because as they were talking, I'm listening. Um. This is this is what happens when I'm when I'm really picking up on what people are saying. Mm-hmm. But they were talking. I'm listening. I'm like, yeah, I just ran into a company uh, uh, at our Rec veterans um, shoot uh, a few weeks ago. And I think mm-hmm. they're I forget their name. I think I, I, they start with an S. But either way, they have the um the clamps here mm-hmm. for. Uh, they have different accessory clamps for your, your rail. I got to get the guy's card. Uh, where mm-hmm. I, I think I'm going to uh, actually take these off and run with my walkers of uh, Bluetooth, because even though when I equipped the helmet up now, I'm like, how can I start taking some crap off of her and making it lighter? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? So it's, it's, it's kind of consummati- where I'm at right
0: now. Yeah, I'm sure there's some young because uh, a lot of times, like especially with the big companies that are out there, there's such big companies, it's tough for them to. You know, turn that ship around and do something. It seems a lot of times nowadays you have young people out there who put a bunch of different technologies together and develop something, and then the big company comes and buys it out, or you know what have you. That's what that's what we're seeing a lot, right? Yeah, well, and we're also seeing a lot of smaller companies, like you said, that are
4: able to to quickly put a product out, making accessories, and the the peripheral accessory market for the night vision mm-hmm. um, world is is really cool. And you know, everything from you know stuff for your helmet to to you know now used to be there was like one way to put your your peltors on mm-hmm. your on your helmet. Mm-hmm. Now there's I don't even know how many, dozens of them. You know, and yeah. and you can pretty much I mean he's got his walkers on on there. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know now there's so many different ways. Somebody will come up with a new a new mounting solution. And somebody will come up with an adapter so you could use your Walker game ears with it, something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. So um, even when we're talking about optic mounts and all these various things, retention mm-hmm. devices, all this mm-hmm. stuff. So there's a lot of guys with a lot of great ideas that are that are, uh, and and that's just because of the growth and the popularity of night vision, um, mostly in the in the civilian sector. Because a guy that's going to make something uh, a widget that goes along with night vision he's never going to get that in front of the military and get a big giant government contract, Mm -hmm. but he can sell it to all of his buddies and everybody on, in all the night vision, Facebook groups and forums and stuff like that and make a pretty decent living. And you know what? And someday maybe it's cool enough that some military guys see it and Mm -hmm. like, oh, we got to have this. And then, you know, he gets it from there, but you know, so he wouldn't have been able to do that without the popularity. So that, that's, what's cool is really for the first time ever that I've seen is, the commercial market is really starting to be part of the innovation of mm-hmm. night vision. Cause mm-hmm. up until I'd say five or six years ago, the equipment we had available to us was only what was made being made for the military. And because the manufacturers would only make it for government contracts. They really don't didn't care what you know, Joe the
0: civilian Yeah, wanted. civilian market didn't matter it wasn't that big
4: now there's a lot of smaller players in the civilian market that are you know hey i'll make that i can make that i got a machine shop and they'll make some prototypes they'll get it you know oem and boom now we got another cool way to put our ear our ear pro on our helmet or another cool counterweight or another cool retention device or you know something like that and then you know if the guy who designed it's lucky you know Somebody in the army will see it and buy some for his buddies and, and himself, and then before you know it, he's getting purchases from you know the government.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: But, um, you know, but it used to be you get what you get. Don't throw a fit because um, they're not you know L three and the big the big wigs out there. They don't really care what we want when it comes to lasers. There's, and um,
3: for for anybody that's interested that wants to go look, there's an interesting video, and I think it was from. Uh, Tactical Rifleman, the, his channel. It might have been him or it might have been another guy. Another guy. I have to look it up. Uh, going through the history of, like, Night Vision tech. So, like, his helmet setup up uh, late early 90s up till now and all this stuff. And it's amazing where where we've come from with, with like, helmets oh, and yeah. mounts and all the shit that goes on it. It's really cool.
0: Yeah. So this is not That's for fun. me. This is not for me. But let's say, hypothetically... There's, like, a YouTube guy out there who doesn't have, like, necessarily the money to spend on this thing. What is that guy's path? (laughs) What's his path to doing this and making a relationship, maybe, with some of these companies? you know, get so rid the, of a couple of things in a safe
3: that are never being used, and then get more
0: sponsors,
4: get more followers, make more money.
3: Yeah, there you go. Bang! All that
1: crap that's yeah. just sitting yeah. in the
3: safe that, that these this random uh, person may have that yeah. never gets shot. Sell it on the yeah. th- the market. And this the is not be- this is not the
0: stuff you're going to see easily out there because it's just really expensive. Um, to to uh, to get into. Uh, it's not the most expensive thing in the world. There's a, there's a lot of things. I mean, I've no, seen no. I've I seen mean, people with ten thousand dollar guns, twenty, thirty, forty, fifty
2: thousand dollar guns. I mean, so look, look at you what re- you can spend on a turbo for a car.
4: Yeah, mm-hmm. I was gonna say, you know, pretty much everybody needs a car, but not everybody needs a Porsche
2: or a Land Rover.
0: Uh, I'm sorry, I need car. I need a 911. Uh, yeah, you this, you know, this, you, know yeah. you know what I'm
1: saying is, is I'm with guys, you. you. know,
3: this is yeah. the you know,
1: Toyota Corolla.
0: <laughs>
3: Yeah. yeah this this is the yeah. this is the ford focus and toyota corolla and most people can av- afford that if they wanted to yeah you just have to want too bad enough
0: right so lola asked this question earlier and i know patrick did this what do you think about building your own stuff what's the you know bad you know what, what do i you mean
4: think about that? you can do it but there's no guarantees there's no warranties
1: mm-hmm.
4: um you know i know there's some there's some youtube tutorials out there and uh and it can it can uh, it can be done. I'm not going to lie. Probably the, <laughs> yeah. probably the first the first PBS 14 I ever had was built by a buddy of mine. Um, mm-hmm. That uh, but and we had no idea what we were doing, and it was missing some sp- some some parts inside. It it still worked,
1: but yeah, um,
4: it, yeah. it was uh, it was less than ideal. But you know, I mean, you roll you you know you pay your money, you take your chances, kind of thing. Uh-huh. You don't. Most people aren't going to necessarily save a lot of money if you're doing it for the for the, for the science experiment side of the you know thing or something like that, you know that that's cool. Uh, it's getting easier and easier. It's it's, yeah. it's not quite as. Um, I'm not saying it's difficult to build, but it's not quite the same as building an AR-15 where you can just get the parts wherever. But uh, kind of the cool thing and, is, is you were able to you were able to. Mm-hmm. Um, to actually source that stuff but it's it's a little bit harder you kind of really have to get into the the culture to to know who to contact to buy an image intensification tube
1: mm-hmm. and
4: the lens assemblies and the body housing and all the parts that go on the inside to hold it together and all that mm-hmm. stuff that's just not the kind of thing that you could buy you know I don't even think oh, you might be able to buy a PBS 14 kit from team but companies that are in the business of selling completed sets aren't necessarily going to sell you just
1: parts yeah
3: You're, and there um, you know. uh, there are downsides to building um I, I, I don't know if I said it in the video but <clears throat> the actual tool sets the uh the spanner wrenches and things like that aren't available no the, the regular market cannot get them and and believe yeah. me I'm the type of person that can find anything on the internet for sale I have not been able to find a tool set not available um nitrogen purge set uh, that stuff's expensive, you, you're not just going to go out and buy a nitrogen purging kit um, so yeah, there are downsides to it, uh, but for mm-hmm, me yeah. the learning process of how, how it works how the internals work, how it functions, what it does that was mm-hmm. well worth it mm-hmm.
2: yeah, absolutely yeah, not, not, not me, nope, Mm-mm. nope, not me mm-hmm. no sir, <laughs> nope, <laughs> bye <bye-bye>. bye <laughs> I know that these things break stuff and I'm not nope, I'm like, nah, I'm Funny. cool nope, I'm going to buy them I'm gonna buy them because I like when stuff to break. I can be like, "Hey, fix it, you first. Yeah, no, no. Yeah. That, with, a yeah. TNVC,
3: with a TNVC with a built product, you get a warranty, and you get a yeah. you get, most of the time you get a, a a card that tells you the specs of your your tube. I have no well, idea. Well, you buy
4: from anything from TNVC, you get the data sheets.
3: Yeah, um, mm-hmm.
4: and, and they're not this the is, only ones. Anybody who's selling new um, new stuff should be providing a data sheet, which is basically the Carfax report or the dyno or the birth certificate mm-hmm. of that tube that's inside there. Um, if it's, if it's, you
1: know,
4: if you're not getting all it, but I, the guy's are like, Hey, look, these are secondhand tubes, you know, they, you know, you get what you get, you know, as long as you're getting mm-hmm. a deal on it and you know what you're buying, that that's the thing is, is right now there's so there's, there's so much disinformation and misinformation out there that some guys are, you know, they don't know what they should know and they're not always being taken advantage of in some cases they are being taken advantage of by by people but sometimes they're just they don't understand what it is they're buying and they they yeah. thought they were getting a brand new unit or they thought they were they were going to get this but you know they didn't read the fine print or they didn't they didn't understand what they were getting um, and then what they got was a refurbished unit or you know something that was built from you know disassembled reassembled you know, parts which there's nothing wrong with that i would you know all my rental gear is is cobbled together stuff i mean it was built by somebody who used to run the the, the build program for tndc so i know it's built right and it's serviced properly and and all that but all our rental stuff is is exactly that it's it's pretty much you know stuff that we bought here and there and and, you know whatnot but it's you know it's it's the quality stuff
1: it's not yeah
0: i'm pretty sure i saw a setup that you could put on your face and then put your iphone in there and then you have night
2: vision Pretty sure I saw Oh God. Probably. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, mean like the stuff they sell with the I remember a bunch of people when Call of Duty, I forget which kid it was. Yeah. Like by the Call of Duty game, you get the night vision and dudes are like running around like I got nods now. <laughs> okay. Modern Warfare Two,
3: the, the latest the latest Call of Duty that came out last year, the collector's edition came with quad nods and it's just a little camera with a screen. Mm-hmm. But yeah, mm-hmm. that was the big rage last year was the, the, the special edition had fake yeah. quads a, a lot of uh, times you
0: can always make money from you know from people who want to get into it cheap i mean that's one just a way that you get conned you know it happens it happens to a lot of us until you realize that ultimately uh, and on a lot of things you're getting what you pay for there are places that you can get is, cheap you know
3: this is one of those hobbies that you honestly get what you pay for mm-hmm. you you will get what there, there's no way around paying good money for good equipment. It's just, unless you know the wholesaler and can get a, a deal like that, there's just mm-hmm. no way around paying good money. But that, again, with that, you get quality equipment. You get something that you know is going to last. You. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And there's peace of mind
4: with a good warranty and, and mm-hmm. stuff
1: like that.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So listen, we rent. We've, we've done two hours
2: already. <laughs> Uh, Already, we're just getting started. Yes, I know. I know. We didn't even talk. We didn't even talk about, yeah. even talk about stayed on subject the whole time. Look uh-huh. at that. Yeah, and stayed on subject the whole time.
0: I know. Impressive. <laughs> yeah, we stay pretty organized. We didn't talk about any of the fun stuff. Hopefully, we'll have Don back. I know lots of people in here saying this was very um informative. Brian Quick wants to know what's Don's preferred pistol. We'll get that in here really quick. Yeah. Um, so
4: I mean, right now, Brian, I, I shoot a. a the one I carry every day and use the most is a is a Glock G45 nine millimeter with a Aimpoint uh, Acro. The older one, the P1 on it. Um, mm-hmm. Really love it. I shoot mainly I shoot Glocks because that's what most of my my students and my my people shoot. Um, mm-hmm. Favorite pistol of all time? Probably Browning
0: High Power. Okay. Oh, uh, good choice. Mm-hmm. That's a good, good one. Good there you go. go. That's a good one. Uh-huh. App- Appalachian Gunrunner getting his last shot in at, at, at Kevin Dixie before he gets out of here in a friendly way. He says, great show, guys. I'm about to go eat and uh, eat and drink for all of us poors. Remember, you can defend yourself without um, envy. Envy is cool, but people defend themselves without it for thousands of years.
1: Absolutely. No, I Absolutely. think that's
2: a fact. I don't think that's a shot. That's a fact. Yeah. You don't need night vision. I just think if you um, find yourself in a position where you can um, you can use it for an advantage is great. But white light's been doing fine by people for a long time.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 And, yeah. And 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 maybe here all of a
4: sudden. I had, I th- but Appalachian Gunrunner, that really does sound like some, something something a, a, a poor person would say.
0: <laughs> Don, Don, Don delivered that Jesus so straight <laughs> oh, yeah, Just like eight. zing right into the yeah. heart yeah. <laughs> Going down oh, right. yeah. He's going to unfollow me now No, 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 he's a good dude He's, <laughs> he's a good dude Listen, yes, it was fun I'm going to go around the clock really quick here um, I'm going to start with Kevin Dixie Tell the folks out there uh, like Where they can find you, how they could support you
2: um, um, well, hey, it was fun being on, Don. I can't, I can't thank you enough for your time and expertise sharing with us tonight. Baby Faye, good to see you again. And, Hank, yeah, thanks for hitting the buttons. That's about what you're good for. Right. So um, you can um, keep up with me at uh, uh, northernchoice.com. All the classes are scheduled over there. Check us out for coming to your states. We got Tennessee on the books coming up. We got Georgia, South Carolina, Missouri. Um, sorry, this truck's going to come out. It's going to get really loud in a second. Um, okay. California <laughs> is even on the books for uh, early next year. So just go to the website.
0: Okay, what happened to him? The, the, oh, how, did, how does a truck go by and knock out his internet?
2: It. <laughs> it okay. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. All right, yeah. if you need that new... this thing froze? Or it's, it's playing. Yeah, you're here. You're, you're here, here now.
0: You. Yeah. Is it froze? No, you're here. We got you. I don't think you can hear us. I don't know. Yeah. I think he's locked up again. Yeah, that truck got him. Hello? Yeah, yeah. Man, I think it froze. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, Yeah. we can hear you. You're here. Okay, let's go to Don. Let's go to Don. Don, all right, tell all right. the folks out there. Um. Yeah.
4: So, what's the question? Uh, yeah, where I'm can you find me? A freeze. Instagram, no, we, Greenline we here, Tactical. On. Mm-hmm. I'm on the Facebook. I have a company page, Greenline Tactical, or Greenline, I don't remember. And then, you know, you can hit me up through Facebook. We just launched our new website um, about a week ago. It's still working out some kinks, but greenline tactical.com, um, mm-hmm. improvement big time over the, uh, old one. Mm-hmm. Um, we got a pretty busy schedule ourselves, uh, for the rest of the year, uh, night fighter here in St. Augustine in December and that exact same weekend, first weekend of December out in Las Vegas, we're running two classes simultaneous. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, going out to like a shotgun class this weekend, but, uh, Colorado in a couple of weeks, red dot pistol in Camden, Tennessee, right after, uh, Tactical Responses Alumni Weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, there's going to be, it's not on the calendar yet, but there'll be a combat carving course out in St. George, Utah. And then uh, there's a Texas night fighter in October. I don't remember the dates. It's in uh, the Bastrop, Texas area. Off mm-hmm. top of my head, that's what I remember Anyway,
1: yeah.
4: Uh, yeah, hit me up. Oh, and the new website, um, we're going to have a newsletter. I haven't had that before. Uh, the old one didn't really have a provision for that, so – go there guys sign up for the newsletter that way if i get kicked off of facebook and instagram
1: mm-hmm.
4: um you can still hear what's going on and stuff like that man because uh, and that's a new thing for me that uh we have going on and there's just lots of other stuff man i'm i'm uh some of my adjunct instructors are going to start teaching additional classes and and stuff like that that uh, won't necessarily involve me and some of it's their own curriculum so we're going to have a lot more offerings in the precision rifle realm and stuff like that so uh yeah, lots of things getting ready to happen in the next next quarter, I'd say.
0: Okay, very cool. Let's go to uh let's go to babyface P and then we'll come back to Kevin.
3: YouTube.com slash babyface p and baby underscore face p we have a whole bunch of this cool stuff coming along. I do need to pick up a laser unit. I will buy one eventually. I just gotta get the money together. But um yeah uh, now we're gonna have a whole lot of filming uh, and content with night stuff yeah
0: up. someone suggested only fans for me so you might want to try that too
3: i, you know, that might, you know, that, I mean
0: i don't know that how might much are me, but... i mean you know you could put up some naked pictures with the nvs and you know if that helps you get there that's you know that's not a crime you don't have to feel guilty about it <laughs> okay yeah kevin dixie what do what do you want to say what
2: do you want to say all right before? i'm sorry I don't, I don't know what what part i got thrown out um, yeah. but uh, it, it, nootherchoice.com is where you can go get all the uh, the class information and um, mm-hmm. uh, keep up with swag. I mean, you can get swag there. You can get the hats. You can get the shirts. You can see me wear. Uh, you can get, if, talking about uh, night vision, if you need an RDS to go on top of that MOS firearm or something you have milled out and you want to be able to, you know, have red down on there that we have it. I even have a, you can DM me directly if you it. I do have one 507XC2. Um, I had five of them come in, four buddies bought them before I got put up on the website. I got one left, so somebody wants one. Shoot me a damn. I can get you over there. Uh, even if you want, like, the Hollison 509, which is one of my favorites to run right now, let me know if you're in the night vision, stuff like that. But info, I mean, sorry, nootherchoice.com. Email us at info at nootherchoice.com uh, if you have a question. Also, please, I heard Don mention it earlier, sign up for this it. free. Sign up for the email list. That way we can stay in touch in case, you know, Social media wakes up tomorrow and in unison is like, screw all you guys, right? And they, they kick us all off. So please make sure you sign up and, um, look out for the classes coming in your area. Like I said, we got Missouri, Tennessee, South Carolina, Georgia, uh, California early next year. Uh, I'm working on some other States to add to that. I think we got Kentucky supposed to be rolling through. We're working on Ohio. So, you know, just, just, just stay on the website, stay looking out and, um, you know, we hope to get you in a class soon. We, I am adding next year. We'll be Everyone's putting on their night vision
0: right now. So you might want to put yours on. Too, oh, Kevin. My night vision on? Yeah, I got uh-huh. it.
2: Um, yeah. we're working you'll be able to sign up for that too. So that being said, man, that's uh that's about it. Oh, stogies and straps. So everybody be on the lookout for stogies and straps. Uh, even people on this show ought to be looking out for their invite to come on. We're going to be doing in studio stogies and straps where we, um, we sit back for an hour, hour and a half, and we uh, either smoke cigars, have a drink or do neither uh, on the set and actually have some conversations <laughs> about the gun culture. These things we want to extend it uh-huh. outside of the gun culture as well. So everybody be on the lookout for Stogies and Straps. We start recording those episodes in September. Um, so, you know, <laughs> look, look out for that. That'll be on YouTube and all your podcast sites everywhere that Hank's going to help me get set up.
0: Absolutely, we'll talk about that tomorrow. Okay, listen, so I'm going to wrap it up right now. I'm going to do the end, and we're going to come back, and we're actually going to get Don to give us the words of wisdom. I think everyone could agree on that here. Um, Big thanks to everyone. Shout out to Walther Arms for sponsoring the show. I am, after this, going to be on with Smash Time Live, so I'm doing uh, some extra long uh, duty tonight. So uh, look out for that. Let me run in the end. Don't go anywhere. We're going to be right back here and get the words of wisdom from Don. All right, guys! Thanks so much for watching. Make sure you smash that those thumbs ups. Ring the bell. Make sure you go check out US Law Shield. We've got links all over the place, so we've got them at Um Don, words of wisdom, sir. What words you, of wisdom. You put me on the yeah. spot, man. Yeah. Um,
4: <laughs> uh, well, it's kind of funny, but hey, it's 2021. We put red dot optics on our pistols, and we wear night vision
0: mm-hmm yeah okay that's
4: that's it's, it's here to stay i don't okay, know if you guys shoot we're living not, in the future not. is that what you're saying <laughs> what's that i said you were, we're, we're living, living in the future the, we're living these in are the, the future. good old days right now yeah you know <laughs> it's true it's, uh, you know
1: mm-hmm.
4: the, the yeah. dot on the pistol thing it's not a fad every manufacturer makes an optics ready pistol except
1: colt
0: mm-hmm. yeah well <laughs> yeah and we wonder why they're going out of business (laughs) yeah we all know how that goes okay listen great show thanks to everyone we are out of here um no show tomorrow night we'll see you guys back here next week but i will be on smash time everyone stay right there we're out for now peace peace